Holman, what's up with your hat? What is? I have never seen that logo before. What is that? That is a skunk. Nope. It's not a skunk. It's nope. a something coming out of a, a trash can. What is? It's a pretty cool embroidered logo. I can't make it out. What is it? All right, look closely. Yeah, that is a, it's an animal. What kind of animal? It's a squirrel, skunk, <laughs> rodent of some sort. Uh, that would be a raccoon. Raccoon. It's a raccoon. <laughs> well, you're trying to yes. reach for a raccoon. That's a raccoon coming out of a, is that a trash can lid? Out of a trash can. Okay. Uh, this is my new favorite. I'm a baseball guy. Sure. This is my new favorite minor league baseball team of all time. And that team is? I don't I don't have a clue. The raccoons. I don't know. The trash coons. The Rocket City Trash Pandas. <laughs> the Rocket City yes. Trash Pandas. That is literally their name. It's a brand new team in the. But you uh, said it was a raccoon. Right, but raccoon, just like trash panda. Yeah, got it, yeah just uh, like just like seagulls or like sky chickens or ocean beach yeah, chickens right, or whatever. Got right. Got so, it, so they uh, they're out in Alabama. It's the Double A affiliate for the Angels. They're opening a brand new ballpark this year, mm-hmm. and uh, the I guess the community voted. And they voted on Rocket City Trash Pandas. So the logo is a <laughs> raccoon in a trash can with rocket engines on is the bottom. Is that what the red is yes. on the bottom? Those are flames. So minor league baseball has like the best names. So there's the Frisco Rough Riders, the Erie Sea Wolves, the uh, <laughs> Leahy Valley uh, Iron Pigs, you know, Montgomery Biscuits. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of, like that's a thing in minor league baseball. So all of our listeners out in Alabama, I need some tips. Because I plan on going to go see a game here this year. My goal is to get out there and watch see the a rocket, trash pandas. See the trash pandas in person. Yeah. Uh, so if you go to trashpandas.com, uh, they have you can get buy the hats and all the stuff, and they've got a bunch of great um, apparel and stuff. It's really cool. But they said that they set some record. I think they started their store, opened up in November, and by December they sold two million dollars in merchandise. <laughs> the Rocket City <laughs> Trash Pandas before the first game sellouts. was sold. Yeah. So wow. anyway, Rocket City Trash Pandas. Uh, this is my new favorite hat. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I'm a little jealous. It's pretty cool. It's pretty rad, right? Yeah, that's a, that's Although a, the Montgomery biscuits. I mean, look at <laughs> look at the logo of the Montgomery biscuits. <laughs> it's a biscuit with two eyeballs and butter for a tongue. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, those are great. Uh, anyway, Toledo Mud Hens. I mean, it's just baseball. It's just that's just one of the fun things about it, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, yeah, just I, I dig it. So if you uh, if you're in that part of the uh, world, check out the Rocket City Trash Pandas. <laughs> so this was baseball talk here on the Truck Show podcast. Hey, as we you, get going, you asked about my hat. How, how about gun, how about gun talk? Gun talk? Yeah, I was at the Shot Show earlier this week. Uh, you and everyone I saw on Instagram <laughs> was all the Shot Show. Oh, just so awesome. Did you just, have to tell me why? Why I mean, was it awesome? Well, so why were you there? I mean, I know you're a gun aficionado, yeah. but why were you there on behalf of the company? Well, because four-wheeler represents more than just trucks. There's some lifestyle component, and we share a lot of, in the truck space and the gun space, a lot of the same people, boots, knives, camping gear, you know, all the stuff, backpacks, coolers, all the things that- Manly look, men yes, stuff. Yeah, so the cool thing is that I actually had a chance to, the last several years, I've been invited to Industry Range Day, which mm-hmm. is a special invite only where all the major gun manufacturers are there, and you go station to station and shoot other people's guns and other people's ammo. Wait, before you get to that, all right? tell me, because you're already doing a show offshoot. I want <laughs> I want you to tell me about the show. What did you see? Did you see, I saw like, you know, Jesse James had his uh, JJFU line there, and looks like Kid Rock made a pass through there, and some other, like, hey, what let, else let did me you just see? Play, let me just play one clip for you real quick. Okay. <laughs> wow, those are... Uh, you can't do that in California. No, you can't. So we got to uh, do all that. Yeah, anyway, there's a ton of trucks there. So I went around and uh, took pictures of uh, all the different companies that had trucks there. We saw 
if you remember from SEMA, um, our friends from Attitude Performance, mm-hmm. uh, Jake and Matt Dinelli. Jake was 17 years old, and he built one for a Black Rifle Coffee Company. Mm-hmm. And so that was at the SHOT Show. Um, there was a, a Bearcat there, which is like one of those big SWAT vehicles that was pretty cool. Well, but tell me about the- Pelican had a really awesome overlanding uh, Gladiator in Tacoma because they have new uh, uh, lock boxes for them, like okay. cargo boxes yeah. for trucks. So there's a lot of different no, stuff tell there. me about the freaking the, the guns. You went there for, I mean, I listen, I know you're going under the guise of, oh, there's truck stuff there and we're all the same crew. You're, you're, you're a gun fan. Yeah. So what did you see gun related that was fascinating? Well, I got to shoot a $10,000 uh, over-under shotgun. Which is just like stupid, like the stupid money, heirloom quality. I would never own that gun, and I got to go shoot skeet with it. One of my favorite things is there's a company there that takes an AK-47 platform or an AR-15 platform, mm-hmm. turns them into 12 gauge shotguns. Oh my god! And so we uh, we're at the skeet part of the range, and you know, some guy in like I don't know Russian Israeli accent something. He's like, oh, shoot this, you know. And it's so weird because you go from you know your stance of shooting a pistol to skeet, which is completely different. And then somebody hands you this, like, what would normally be a rifle, right? And it has a pistol grip on it, but you're shooting skeet out of the air. <laughs> and it was, it's like, it took me a couple things. So it was like four shots per person. And I missed the first two and got the second two. He goes, oh, you're just getting warmed up. Here, here's four more. <laughs> oh, and nice. I hit uh, three out of four on that okay. with both of those guys. It was just, it was just fun. Like, that was awesome. And then there, uh, uh, Chris has a new Vector, which is uh, a pretty cool gun that they ha- now have in 22, which is just stupid fun to shoot because it's cheap, but it's, you know, they had f- full auto mode on. I just, uh, all the stuff you can't you have in, here. You were in heaven. You got yeah. trucks and Jeeps and guns. Yes. Yes. Why did you even come home? I don't know. Oh, the show ended. <laughs> well, NPMC was also this week. Oh, so that's uh, the uh, the big press show yeah. that SEMA puts together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, the new Springfield Armory Hellcat. Uh, is their new uh, uh, everyday carry gun, their CCW gun. Okay. And they had a one called 911 that they introduced, I think, last year, which I couldn't shoot the side of a barn door with. I Why really wanted to like it. I just, for whatever reason, the balance, the weight, the just, I just couldn't, I just wasn't accurate with it. So this new Hellcat came out, and I shot everything dead on with that gun. Like it just felt right in my hand, and we can't have it in California. Oh, that's too bad. No, no, a little bit, a little bit sad. A lot, a lot of things we can't have. Uh, <sighs> can't have in California. No, no, it's uh, so we go to Vegas and we, uh, you know, that's my one time a year I get to play with stuff like that. So yeah. it was fun. So we got a great show coming up for you on uh, this episode of the Truck Show podcast. We do. We are checking in with Garrett Harmola. Yep. Now Garrett is the owner of a company called Alden American. Yep. And they make dope ass shocks. For a truck that you drive. Well, suspension, coilovers, smooth bodies, uh, bolt-on, direct replacement, uh, a lot of the vintage stuff, plus muscle cars and things like that. Uh, they've actually been around over 35 years, I think. And sure, but he recently purchased the company. Yeah, like five years ago. And, and is making sure that you can get yep, the stuff. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, also have Graham McPherson from Go Fast Campers. You may remember him from our... Uh, Overland Expo episode mm-hmm, where yeah. you drooled all over his uh, rooftop tents. Well, well, over his you, campers. You, you let you. I think you, they're still stains. The, there might them. be, but now he's separated <laughs> the tent portion from the camper. So if you have an SUV, you can buy a Go Fast camper just rooftop tent, which are far superior to a lot of the different tents that are out there. And we'll we'll explain that later. So that's pretty cool. And uh, for truck or SUV, and uh, maybe even Jeep guys. Word has it that we have a new sponsor. 
Uh, we do have a new sponsor. So before we get to the new sponsor, <laughs> we should talk about the old sponsors. We ta- no, we should definitely talk about <laughs> some some Nissan. And yes. here you are. I think you're starting to wear out the this, calling this all shirt. Titan shirt. So I'm leaving tomorrow. It used to be black, and now uh, it's just it, more transparent. Well, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's mesh now. Um, so I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to get to go to the plant. Mesh. <laughs> I'm just I had kind of a, a vision of you in like a West Hollywood parade. <laughs> Thank right? you. <laughs> Thank you. Shirt. Yeah. No, this shirt's been awesome. So comfortable. Uh, so I leave tomorrow. I'm going out to Nissan to do some uh, embargo stuff. Uh-huh. Embargo. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, go down to Mississippi and Louisiana to the plant to go drive the new Titan XDs. Wait, this is supposed to happen with me. No, no, no. That's a different trip, my friend. Oh, I don't think we can talk about that yet. Wait. There's two trips? Yeah. This is just the media one? You and I are doing something special I'm not with media? Nissan. I'm Eh, not really. <laughs> not, not really. At least I spent 26 years at a radio station, still not meeting. Nope, 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 not in this world. Uh, so, yeah, so you and I have something uh, else going on with them that's going to be pretty cool. Oh. We can't talk about it yet. Okay. But I think we figured out the dates. So a couple of weeks from now. Then I'm I'm in. As well, you have to be I, in because I, I think you're contractually obligated. Right, okay, good. No, I'm, I've been talking about going to see some, some Nissan for, it feels like, two years you know, now. You know what they left me at the airport to pick up tomorrow? Uh, no, 2020 Titan. No, they didn't. Yeah, so I'm going, and in the valet, I got my um, the uh, text me this morning. Show them here's your ticket. So it's going, good. To, it's good to be you. And I'm dr- except I'm, the whole I'm fat part. It's oh, good well, to be you. you know, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm road tripping from Nashville, where they're based, Franklin, Tennessee, to Mississippi, where the event is. So six hour drive in the new truck. I, I'm, I'm really jealous. I'm really excited. I'm going to be, well, you're in the new 2020 uh-huh. Nissan Titan. Yep. I'm behind my desk staring at the screen. I'll again. send you pictures. You can live vicariously through me. Would you prefer vic- uh, pictures or video? Uh, video as long as it's not of you in a Waffle House. Oh, I love Waffle no, House. No, we're not going to talk about Waffle uh, I'm sorry I brought it up. I was just in I know you Waffle were. House. Eating cardboard. I saw no, that. No, it was delicious. No, it wasn't. Well, we had a, we was, had this uh, uh, a Facebook spat over Waffle House. It was maple syrup flavored uh, cardboard. No, it was delicious. No, it Ugh, wasn't. Just so everything right about the I world. I saw it and it looked like you had some slimy eggs. Mm, yeah. They weren't slimy. They were perfectly fluffy and delicious. No, they weren't. Uh, they were. They weren't. You, when was the last time you went to Waffle House? Uh, about a year ago. Yeah, you, I think <laughs> you're going to tell me all every single store in the chain has changed their <laughs> recipe. <laughs> just, you're wrong. That's just, no, uh, we've we've put. You know, if you look at our social, our guys, our listeners have said hop, you were wrong. IHOP or Waffle House? IHOP wins every day. No, everybody has all said day. okay all at, day at Truck day. Show Podcast or Truck Show Podcast at Gmail dot com. So the Nissan Titan that you're going to be driving the 2020 mm-hmm. has a five year, 100 thousand mile warranty, right? Sure does. And when is it on dealer showroom floors where uh, our listeners- Should be like- Like right now? In the next week or so, yeah. Like, oh, like pretty yes. quick. You guys have to see one. Yeah. The new interior is pretty awesome. So uh, head on down to your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com. And Sit your butt in a zero gravity seat and tell me if feel it's it. not- no, Your you butt, that is. You'll just, <laughs> you'll, just, you'll just float. Yeah. You'll just float. Even one of our butts, you won't even, <laughs> you won't even <laughs> and feel And they're it. wide. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think the only sad part about my trip to Waffle House was uh, I didn't have any deck drawers in the back of my truck to bring all the waffles back to you. 
I was I was going to bring you waffles. They would have been finely preserved and I because they're just cardboard doesn't go bad. I would have told you they were from IHOP and you would have eaten them and been, these are the most amazing waffles I've ever had. No, I would have known immediately. Mm, no. I so. But I've never thought of a decked system being a uh, lockbox or a preservative. For food. <laughs> a, a waffle pantry? <laughs> a waffle pantry. <laughs> By the way, that, uh, Greg, if you're listening, uh, the waffle pantry should be your next uh, drawer system uh, accessory. Yeah, it's weird because waffle pantry is playing <laughs> are the they? Palladium tonight. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, if you you want a waffle pantry or a uh, truck cargo storage solution, then you want to head over to decked.com. And I think we should talk about our new sponsor. Yes, please. All right. Well, let's introduce our uh, audience to our friends over at Innova, I-N-N-O-V-A.com. Now, Innova are the guys that make the badass OBD2 scan tools. They will tell me exactly what is responsible for my check engine light. Well, you've got a lot of those lightning. <laughs> because I maybe I've done a couple too many mods to my truck. No. How about your Mercedes or your <laughs> Mini Cooper? <laughs> well, those have check engine lights as well, yeah. So I could <laughs> use this product. So here's the deal. You guys have all been, this has happened to everyone. You got a check engine light and you don't have the faintest idea what caused it, right? So you got really only one option right now, and that's go to your mechanic. Or go to, worse, go to your dealer, and they go, oh, yeah, it's a vacuum leak. It's 300 bucks and this and that. And you're like, oh, really? And you, you don't know. You just have to take their word for it, right? But what if you had a tool that told you what caused the check engine light and, uh, and how to fix it? That's what Innova does. Well, Innova not only tells you what the code is, but they also offer technical service bulletins, scheduled maintenance updates, verified fixes for other people that have had that code, how-to videos, predicted repairs, and the ability to purchase the correct part to repair your vehicle directly from their app. It's like having a mechanic right in my glove box. Oh, in your glove box. <laughs> well, yeah, because what I, I, I store him in there, and when I'm ready for him to come out, I'm like, hey. hey it's like a genie. Do you yeah, rub yeah, him a certain way? Yeah, like, hey, Barry, come on out of here and uh, help me fix this thing. Well, you can find the Innova tools at all large automotive retailers, such as AutoZone, O'Reilly's, and Advanced Auto Parts. Or you can do what I'm about to do, and that's go to Innova.com and buy a car scan mobile for 100 bucks. Now, that one will sync to my iPhone, and I will know exactly what's causing the check engine light that's on my menu right now. <laughs> well, you can find the problem now or pay for it later. What do you say we start the show? Do it! The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman 106 episodes and here we are still singing along with that freaking jingle uh, yeah, it's because it's awesome. <laughs> You're not tired of it? Not even a little bit. I love that, Jake. It's just starting to grow on you? Uh, yeah, finally. <laughs> after, all, after all these years. Holman, it's weird having a guest in the studio. I mean, it, it happens every so often, but it never gets old. I wasn't sure that uh, we were ever going to have uh, another guest in the studio after that last incident. You're talking about the bad smells, or which one? Uh, the one we can't talk about anymore. Okay. Do we still have the, uh, the, the restraining order? 
uh, they actually took two of the uh, the chairs out of here, so uh, we we aren't allowed to have anybody in. But uh, I, I smuggled a chair back in, and I think we're good. It's actually a milk crate that Garrett is sitting on right now. <laughs> Sorry about that, Garrett. A, mil- a milk crate in like uh, a two by four. Yes, <laughs> and that two by four is a, that can't be comfortable because it's vertical. Well, so and it has a bunch of nails sticking out <laughs> through it too. So we're painting a really bad picture of our studio here at uh, Motor Trend. No, this is a great studio. Uh, built it with uh, my own two hands. Very proud of it, Garrett. What do you think of our studio? It looks good. Very yeah. very professional. High end. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs> I, I, w- I wouldn't expect anything less. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Clearly from somebody who hasn't been to a lot of studios. We know he's lying. So he's a liar, a lying liar that liars. That's right. No, no, yeah. a lying liar that lies. That lies, yes. Yeah, yeah. You got the American flag. You got all the, right. uh, the soundproofing. Uh, it's the, perfect. The American flag came yeah. from our friend uh, Clint. Uh, there's also a California flag in here. But uh, Clint also hates Holman, though. No, that's not true. That's not true. Mostly. We, mostly no, hates you. We, no, we're, we've made up. We're good. You have? Yeah. Did you hug and kiss? No, I mean, we haven't made up that far. It was just over uh, over tax. Okay, good. but he was out at Johnson Valley mm-hmm. uh, this last week at saw. Uh, King of the Hammers. You weren't Well, there. not at King of the Hammers. Well, it's no, not King it, of the Hammers yet, but they're it, out. Pre. Pre. Pre, right, pre yeah, right. setting up. The giant uh, city in the sand that is right. King of the Hammers. I was not there because uh, I was at SHOT Show. Uh, so I feel like we're already wasting Garrett's time. We should introduce him. <laughs> uh, I was wasting his time earlier in the week, and then no. I said, hey, do you want to uh, do you want to come on the podcast? And yeah. uh, for some reason, he said yes. And here what we a, are. What a grave error. <laughs> yeah, you've made oh, here. no, no, no. It's all good. It's good, good to be back. <laughs> all right. So in the studio with us, Garrett, is it Harmola? Is you that how you pronounce it? it? Okay. You got it. All right. Well, you're not technically allowed to speak until I play your uh, your intro. Otherwise, we'll forget. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts. And your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you'll want to come back. Are our wives upset that Garrett's here and we want to spend our money with him? No, because he makes a uh, high-quality, affordable product for uh, muscle cars and old trucks. Did you write that down? No, it came straight from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in, in full disclosure, uh, Garrett and I used to work together. And uh, at the MPMC conference earlier this week with SEMA, I walked into the, uh, the room for uh, Alden American. And I went, hey, I know you. And uh, I probably haven't seen him in, I don't know, five or six years. He used to be a, uh, one of the sales guys here uh, at a previous version of this company. And uh, turns out uh, you went out and got all entrepreneurial on us and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> is that a thing? Getting in all entrepreneurial? That's uh, a hashtag. You had your, uh, your you had the air quotes. No, all I did. Entre- I entrepreneurial. Did. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, all entrepreneurial. <laughs> so how did you make yeah. the break, Garrett? Yeah. First, well, I guess first we need to find out what is Alden. It's sure. an Alden American. You got Alden it. American. Yeah. It yeah. could have been. Oh, that's right here on the business card. <laughs> Your president and owner. That's it. Is it just you? Is it's there an another co-owner? Title. Are there? I, I, I've got a partner, and you know we've got a whole you know whole group of us there at Alden. But uh, yeah, day to day, six seven days a week, I'm the guy. That's you. Yeah. So take us back to the beginning of you in uh, yeah. your your, uh, your magazine years, sure, right? Sure. And then try to figure out how to segue out of that. Yeah. And 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 then getting a loan or whatever. You do. Like I want to hear the sure. story, and then yeah. of course we're going to get into what is Alden American and why do you guys listening care? Because yeah. you will. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I've been a car guy my whole life. Um, you know, with Sean, I, I think you were the, the publisher of Diesel Power. I think back. Yeah, when, yeah, I was the editor of Diesel Power back, back then. When back you're in here. the yep. heyday. So. Yep. Uh, like 2012 to 14, you know, came in and, uh, you know, started off kind of in the street rod, classic truck books and what have you. And I think that was my first, uh, you know, meeting the former owner of Alden Shocks. 
is is what it was. And what city is it based out? Yeah, of? we're based out in Carson, California. Okay, so just really down the street from yeah. uh, where the studio is, not too far. Exactly, home so. of the StubHub Center. Where uh, oh, wait, yeah, who's playing right. there right now? Uh, the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are playing there yeah. right now. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, so, so actually they're not playing here, right? Are they? No, right not now. now. Because, yeah, because <laughs> they knocked out. Their season is over. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So. Going down there, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here working with Sean, selling a lot of titles, you know, different uh, websites, events, all that sort of stuff, selling ad sales uh, for, you know, Hot Rod and all the related brands and all that. And from there, go, go down and check out this company, Alden Shocks. You know, they were, they were running some ads. They stopped. So anyways, go down there. Meet. So they were a client of yours. Yeah, they were a client, you know. Okay. And uh, so that's kind of go down there and uh, go in there and older owner, you know, old Vietnam veteran. Uh, Kelly, who was the the former owner, and you know, just chain smoking marble reds, <laughs> drinking Diet Mountain Dew. We die like real men, and uh, you know, we, we we hit it off. So, so he was like thirty, but he no, was- <laughs> he, he, he might have been. He might have been. No, no, but uh, didn't look a day over eighty. Just bad for my body. <laughs> Shut yeah, up, kid. <laughs> yeah. So so cool guy. Um, you know, and going in there, helping this guy out. You know, just kind of a dinosaur. No, you know, doesn't really know how to get the name out there no. or market the brand. Yeah, you talk about social media. You talk yeah. about a website. You talk about anything you know that, that we're doing nowadays, like zero. Get out of my shop, yeah. son! <laughs> no, 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 right? No. He, he had a little, little Clint Eastwood esque. Uh, oh, really? You know, uh, and great, also great, a great three-legged trainer. dog that uh, yeah. was the shop dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. So no, literally, he had a three-legged dog. Uh, he, shop might, dog? Yeah, he had a dog, not not when I was there, but he's yeah, he did have a couple. He dogs. He was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what was he making at the time? Uh, so at the time, he's making uh, you know coilovers. I mean, Alden's been around. Since like the ni- ni- 1980 is when when Alden started, and he's pretty much owned the company since then. Um, Who was he selling to? Because I had never heard of Alden. Yeah, so Alden over the years, I mean, Alden sold to everybody. I mean, you name a chassis but was company. It, was it private yeah. label, or, um, or was it? Uh, I mean, because we've all heard of Eibach and yeah, H&R yeah, and all yeah. those big brands. Right? Yeah. So, so I would say uh, Alden going back in the 80s was one of the first companies to do a billet aluminum. A coilover shock, you know, for for the street rod market. Um, so it was like a kind of like a QA one type of thing. Similar, similar. Okay. Yeah, and there's there's history there that goes back where Alden kind of stemmed out and and you know formed what other companies are using today, kind of that design and so forth. Um, so anyway, so Alden goes way back, you know, to 1980, and then you know going forward, uh, you know, every chassis company out here today has used Alden at some point, you know, and then, you know, things change, relationship change, sure. more competitors come to market and so forth. Um, so anyways, going back, met with Kelly, former owner, and older guy, health issues, and um, he's like, hey, Gary, you know, you're, you're out in all these companies, you know a lot of people, he's like, this company's not for sale, but, you know, if you ever met someone, he goes, you know, I'd be interested in talking. So here I am thinking, man, I'm you interested. Know, <laughs> that's what you're thinking. Yeah, right? yeah. So I've always been, you know, my brother and I, entrepreneurial car guys into motorcycles and all that. And um, here but, I'm, but had you, had, yeah. so when he first proposes this to you, yeah. do you go home and think, I've done X, Y, and Z that was entrepreneurial? Like, were you doing sure. stuff in high school? Were you slinging yeah. t-shirts or oh, something? Oh, no, or, I was well, slinging, slinging motorcycles and cars and trucks and stuff. So, okay. um, so going back, you know, going back to my, my teenage years with my younger brother, I mean, we we would just, you know, we'd work in the summer, um, you know, my dad's a general contractor and all his construction buddies and stuff, so we'd be out digging ditches and, and you know, framing houses. Learning and, some work ethic. And doing all that stuff. Yeah. You're not and, afraid to uh, work. No, 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 yeah. So uh, so we'd do all that, and then, you know, 
going way, way back. I was, you know, wanted dirt bikes and stuff. And my mom's like, no, you know, no, no motorcycles and whatever. So my brother and I start, you know, got our first dirt bike. And, uh, and then from there, I mean, we've had probably a couple hundred, you know, over the years, just, just buying, <laughs> oh selling, okay. making money, Craigslist, that's, eBay. Uh, that's how many minis you've owned, right? Yeah. Uh, Lightning? Yeah. Uh, no, not that, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> not that many. Okay, checking. Not that many. There was a place in Long Beach yeah. um, that bought and sold dirt bikes and street bikes that I always thought were, yeah. they were stolen. They were, yeah. they looked like they were hot. It was on PCH and, and Cherry okay. over there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Cause you're a Long Beach guy. Yeah, right? I'm a Long Beach guy now, but I grew up in Northern California. Oh, okay. So I was, I was up there, but I'd, I'd come down here and buy bikes and, and so forth but uh yeah so so we'd buy and sell flip and trade and, and kind of worked our way okay you know from like you know haunted trail 90s and 70s on wow up this into, is way before anybody did it on tv yeah, yeah right yeah I mean, there's actually oh, people who did that for a hobby yeah, yeah yeah so we so that kind of entrepreneurial we would do that you know and we were flipping you know a couple bikes a week and whatever nice making cash and then hey oh my god now i want to get a c10 i want to you know build up into that and just start horse trading you know, dirt bikes and, and ended up into, you know, classic trucks and four by fours and all that. So going back to the Alden deal, uh, you know, here I am, this older owner, here's this company, no marketing, no social, no anything, you know, was at the top at one point and kind of just slipped as his health had slipped. And uh, I'm looking at it going, man, this is an all American made product. I go at suspension. So it hits, you know, suspension goes on everything, motorcycle, car, truck, what have it's you. agnostic, right? Agnostic. So, so going from there, um, I figured, man, this would be a great opportunity. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's see what's there. So, and at at that yeah. time, you were only twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, you were pretty young to decide. Ah, yeah. screw the sales job. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy a company. Yeah, yeah. So, so with all that, um, you know, some time went by, and uh, I'd go in there, you know, stop infrequently here and there. And then at the same time, um, a, a guy who's my partner now in the business, uh, I worked for him out of college, you know, briefly there and uh, in an unrelated, you know, industry to the automotive world. But uh, Selling adult toys? No, no. In a way. Oh, yeah. You were. No, <laughs> no. Some more in entertainment, you know, um, kind of computer space or what have you. Um, but, yeah, not not. not he doesn't want to tell us what it is. He's talking no. about this, trying to talk it, around it, 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 isn't he? It was more, it was uh, like like computer leasing, like technology stuff. It's boring for the Yeah, that, is, that does sound boring. Okay, yeah. 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 Hey, move, move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, He's so like, like, oh, they just shut down a whole part of my <laughs> life. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. the sticker on this one, I don't I can't find the barcode to scan it back in the leasing <laughs> yeah, system. Yeah, exactly. So, so, anyway, so it's he, in Garrett's truck. Yeah. <laughs> so he and I, you know, oh, I traded it with the last C10. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, I talked to him. Kind of same thing. He's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to run a business. Don't want to work, you know, hundred hour work weeks and all that. But you're Garrett. You're in a lot of businesses and stuff. You ever see something? You know, I'd be willing to invest or put something together for you, or 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 with you. So, you know, start, we'll start turning. I'm going, okay, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm doing well at Hot Rod, enjoying that, meeting, you know, all of our, our people and friends, you know, within the industry and stuff. And uh, here's this little shock company that, that needs a ton of love. And, you know, here's my, my buddy that just sold his company and, and he's, you know, looking to put something together. So ended up, you know. So this guy who sold his company yeah. had, he was flush 
with cash. Uh, I don't is it flush or flesh? I don't know. Flush with cash. Well, yeah, you know what? You know what? That's just because whenever yeah. it says, I, I flushed, flushed it out, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's different. Yeah, you flush it out, and then you're flush with cash. It's not the other way around. Okay, good. So, so however it works. Grammar with lightning. Wow, we need a jingle for that. Yeah, we do. You were. I read the bio that you have online, so it's it's AldenAmerican.com if you want to check it out. But one of the things you talked about is how amazed you were to find that everything was made in the USA yeah. on yeah. all these parts and that guys were machining and fitting and everything was happening right there in Southern yeah. California. There wasn't this outsourcing. It was all happening. And by the way, yeah. Carson, sort of in the hotbed of the aerospace community yeah. in Southern California. So a lot of machine shops, a lot of engineering, a lot mm-hmm. of know-how, totally. which probably yeah. you know, it this is, was formed out of. It's five, 10 minutes south of where you've got SpaceX and Tesla yeah. and yeah. all that stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's the where all the major freeways well, But come even together. before then, back when he started, you're still, we're around Boeing, uh, McDonnell Douglas. I mean, right. there's all sorts of Carson just up the street from uh, you know Long Beach Airport where Boeing built C-17s and uh, DC-9s and MD-88s and all that stuff. And so- um, again, just so much aerospace, yeah. and I guess that's probably I, w- I would imagine how yeah. the shocks came to be is machining aluminum and Definitely. figuring out uh, you know the right uh, metallurgy or the right product to make yeah. out of you know machining rather than sure. these stamped, rolled, and welded you know tubes and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, so with all that, I mean, everything there. I mean, the guy, the former guy owner Kelly. I mean, he's a veteran. He's proud. He's just like, hey, everything's got to be made in America, and and that was just his gold standard. So. You know, seeing all that. Did that mean yeah. that his prices were higher than anybody else's? Um, you know, they they were lower for a time, and I think part of that was just he just never you know really raised prices. So mm. he, he you know going in there was he know, paying more for the parts than he was actually making? No, not 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 to on that the way out the door, not to that extent. But I mean, there was yeah, there's some margins and there there's a lot of things to fix, and that's pretty so much. So he opened yeah. up his books to you then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that so that was the thing. So open up the books and all that, you know, prior acquisition. Um, you know, I, I, here I am working at Hot Rod or what have you, and uh, get up at like four thirty in the morning, and and I'd have to go down meet with him. You know, sit down and and, and breathe. You know, watch him hours, chain smoke a couple hours of Marble <laughs> Reds. You know, and and leave there. You know, just eyes watering. From Garrett, well, I don't understand. All yeah. of a sudden, you got whooping cough. What happened? You were fine a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, uh, and then put, you'd be walking around you're like. Oh, reds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so putting the whole deal, I mean, it took a few months, you know, to do due diligence and, and all that. And then, you know, kind of looking through, hey, there, there's something here and uh, I think we can we can make a run on this. So ended up, you know, putting putting investment together, putting the whole deal so together. So 2014, 2015? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was June, I think it was like May 31st or something of 2014. So you're, so you're five, six yeah. years in at this point. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Well, it's hard to believe that time goes by that fast. Yeah. Explain what the core market is for you at Alden sure. and what, what was it when you took yeah. it over? Like, was he Absolutely. making coilovers for what major applications? Totally. And then where are you taking the company? Yeah. And, and why do we well, That's a why, lot of questions. You sound like me now. It's all the same. <laughs> you it's sound like me. <laughs> where did he, where did he, he handed yeah. you a bag of goods. Sure. And then you had to figure out what to do with yeah. it. And then where are we today? Absolutely. So, so coming in, um, you know, Alden has been making coilovers since, you know, 1980. And from there, developed one of the first built aluminum coilover shocks for, for street rods, hot rods, you know, and some drag racing applications. Um, so to this day, I mean, we do single adjustable, double adjustable coilovers. Um, and by the way, gorgeous yeah, product. By I appreciate the way. that. Like everything yeah. you see, it's all, it's all billet. It's machine. 
highly polished. I mean, every, just had a chance to hold some of the product yeah. in my hands at, yeah. at MPMC. And I was just uh, amazed at just how gorgeous each of those components were. Sure. No, Sorry about that. that. You had to wipe them down afterwards? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, I put them in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're so, we're I said, so... come on the podcast if you ever want to see these coilovers <laughs> yeah, again. Looking for them, these will fit a, uh, an F100, right? <laughs> oh, well, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, we'll oh, no. Of course. We've got an angle there. Yeah. I've heard that uh, that quid pro quo is not okay. <laughs> people, people in the media uh, that's say fa- that. That's fake news. That's fake news. It is. So, see, is there, you know, Old school street rods, hot rods, you know, our, our grandpa's type stuff, and uh, but high quality American made. So, I mean, the last five years has just been great. Let's, you know, we need to set up more distribution, launch new products, like, you know, get this stuff out there, market, brand it. So, we've really, you know, gone from the early stuff, and, and I mean, now we, you know, we've got lowering springs for, you know, brand new Mustangs, Challengers. We've got late model Corvette stuff. No kidding. So, we've gone up. You know, and then and then also filled in a lot of like our early sixties, seventies, eighties. We're seeing the eighties and nineties muscle car stuff, and and you so know, wait, how many yeah. SKUs do you have? How many applications? Hundred? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, there's probably there's probably like six or seven hundred at this point. Oh, yeah. oh by the way, wow. yeah. including F one hundred Crown Victoria front end swap. That's right. Yes. Are you kidding That's me? That's right. Bolt, bolt in. Yeah. Who's doing all the C10 R&D also. for you? We're just, we're just, we're seven days a week, man. We're, we're, we're figuring stuff out. See, that's why, that's uh, why we're, he's on yeah. his lunch break right now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's no, how he's exactly, come over exactly, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my coffee break coming up. So. See, you are so not yeah. millennial. You are no. so like, yeah. I'm working 24-7, yeah. 365. Yeah. This is what an entrepreneur does. This is it. And by the way, yeah. uh, Lightning means that against all the uh, millennials not listening to the show. <laughs> right. Because yeah. all of our millennials, obviously, no, hard workers. The problem is millennials think they're hardworking, and <laughs> yeah. then they're, you know, they're- Lightning likes to offend our, the whole entire younger <laughs> part right. of our audience. That's right. Just way lace, you know, uh, lay waste to them immediately. Yeah. Just- mm. <laughs> Yeah. No, they can, they can disprove me. They got to yeah. come on the show. And just, you know what you need? Yep. You need a table set up somewhere with a lot of foot traffic that has like one of those, um, <laughs> like a tablecloth on it with a sign that says, Millennials are lazy. Prove me wrong. Yes, I And then they can just <laughs> argue with you and we can record that for the podcast. Yeah. I have sat a cr- neck this close, Garrett, yeah. to, uh, to a millennial. Did you feel icky afterwards? When we or? Had, and all of us, like, what you got? <laughs> so, for, so for 45 minutes, we, we, we talk about how. The plight, uh, the issues of millennials and the whole thing. Yeah. And no joke. Yeah. And this whole time, I'm You're trying talking about to... your current job at work. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> One of the people that <laughs> nope. you just hired. Nope, I'm not talking about that at all. now sits next to you. Yeah. So he's, we're, we're, we're having this conversation about- <laughs> What are his initials? How... I'm not saying. And so I'm having this conversation because really yeah. I'm talking about him. Sure. And he's agreeing with me, and I agree. And yeah. this this culture, millennials, and they they've got to have a lot of. It's all about me time, and yeah. and it's personal. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's like I have to develop who I am and all this stuff. And Feelings. he's like, and, but he says, he says, you know, I'm. But you're right. We need to be all in. It's got to yeah. be for the company because yeah. we've got to build this sale. And he looks down at his watch and he goes. Oh, it's five five, and he bails, and I'm yeah. like, wait, what? I go, we ju- just had a conversation about how n- that, the that, hours at work yeah. don't matter. Get let's it, be, get let's it, be get honest, job done. that might just be a respect issue with you. Oh. Yeah, it's possible. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, oh, I mean, man. normally I work late too, and then when I'm with you, I always go. Oh, five oh five, gotta go, <laughs> gotta go. I mean, maybe it is me. I, I don't know. Hopefully yeah. not. But yeah. So, how many employees do you have now? Sure. So we, I think, when going in there, there was like you know, including Kelly. I mean, there's three. He stayed on. 
No, for for a little bit, for a little bit, and then he. You, you want to make sure his baby wasn't yeah, uh, thrown well, out of the bathwater. Yeah, it was just part part. You know, getting all the the knowledge, you know, tribal knowledge that we could, and then he, and figuring out the books, yeah. which were probably all in uh, ink and pencil. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, coming in. It was <laughs> what just, did you erase this line? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> have yeah. you ever heard of QuickBooks before? <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, he he was on board, but now I mean, now we're I think we're including myself like fourteen, fourteen wow, people. Wow, ah, good for you. Yeah. That's awesome. and we're and we're still this the same footprint. I mean, it's it's a it's a smaller location so this year you know just running and gunning looking to expand our you know our, our, our headquarters there wow uh, and plans to stay in southern so california yeah, yeah in that area definitely awesome. you're what you're yeah. a couple thousand square foot or something yeah a few thousand like maybe three thousand square feet yeah and we're doing a lot in a small space into all, all of our machining and stuff it's all done here in la um and everything comes in we do final assembly qc you know inventory and ship out from there so and where are you doing a new you know yeah. a new charger come in it comes yeah. in and it's got a new fitment and so who's doing yeah. that r&d so, so we've got a lot of buddies you know buddies in the area with shops and stuff and it's like hey john we got a deal here we've got you know hot rod magazine coming by and and yeah so we'll we'll set it up there so we're kind of off-site and uh you know my garage a couple of my guys garages and just making it happen man so Love, love that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So your your core market. Let's talk trucks, yeah. right? I mean, totally. What uh, other than Holman's F one hundred with a your C twenty the C twenty? Yeah. Do you really C twenty man? Yeah. All right, now we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, so I've got a seventy one uh, C ten. My brother and I built just LS T fifty six. And uh, is that the one know, on the website? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's gorgeous. Yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate. Very it. cool. I appreciate it. So, so yeah, Alden too. So street rods, drag racing, classic trucks was always another one. I mean, Alden throughout history's, you know, provided coilovers to every chassis company out there. Um, and now we're, you know, taking on ourselves and just making a lot more bolt on direct fit year make model specific applications. And part of that is, you know, Ford F100, C10 pickups and beyond so are you working with like a roadster shop that type of thing you know uh similar like scott's hot rods uh, you know flathead engineering uh you know we we do some private label stuff springs and so forth for for a few folks out there So there could be people riding on your stuff right now and not even know it oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah so with all that but the the year make model bolt on you know my, my, my biggest thing is you know i'm a car guy our guys at the shop, we're all car people, and it's like we want to have good, high-quality stuff yeah. at the right price point. It's going to last, and if we can buy Made in American, let's do it. We're not going to find yeah. out you're driving a Tesla, are we? No, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, by the way, you shouldn't yeah. be the one calling out people for what they're driving. No, but I mean, oh, yeah, because I put $100 <laughs> down on a yeah. Cybertruck. I, I, don't, I don't think you want those, uh, <laughs> those crosshairs heading your way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I've given up Cle- the ghost. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So is this the seventy one C ten something? Um. You know, been been using that. I've got it in my garage now, pulled apart. We're doing a a rear bolt on coilover conversion kit with trailing arms Sweet. for that coming out here pretty soon. Um. We've got a full you know sixty three to eighty seven front bolt in control arm you know with coilover kit for the front. Crown Victoria. And the Crown F100 Victoria F one hundred swap for the. Uh, so I saw the stock yeah. suspension in the Crown Victoria front clip that we put on the sixty seven, and so he makes the bolt-in pieces that I need to just ride height and for all that. But the the big thing is, as you know, it's sitting there without shocks. It's at ride height. It's got the springs on it. Mm-hmm. But I have a clean Dynatrack axle, so the tube is completely clean without any shock mounts. Your, tr- yeah. your car right now is up on jacks. Do you know that, your truck? Oh, it's because of the tires that yep. keep going flat? It's up on jacks now as of, as of, as of Thursday afternoon. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I think at some point, the, yeah. the point is I'm going to pull it out, uh-huh. bring it over to Garrett, have them mock up the rear suspension, with their shocks on the back. That'd be smart. Throw the coilovers in the front and then bring it back to you guys to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Other, otherwise, yeah. uh, otherwise we'll just rip everything out and, and right. it's it's gonna get a yeah. uh, it's gonna get a coyote or something yes. from from Aaron <laughs> Kaufman. Yeah. I don't know. Might be faster. Tell me about that that, that truck too. So you got an EcoBoost twin turbo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, with a Ford uh, six speed automatic. It in just it. needs to be wired. That's yeah. the problem. Well, yeah, it needs okay. it needs to be wired, and yeah. basically the front accessory drive yep. and the cooling uh, cooling stack in the front. Okay, exhaust is on it. Yeah, engine sitting in there. Sure, it's it can sit on its own wheels mm-hmm. if it, you know. Yeah, if we keep air in the tires. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right on. But it's just what, what, what size wheels you have on there? Eighteens. Uh, okay, perfect. That's C yeah. ten. Same deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I almost oh. wish I went for the twenties, and the reason I say that is yeah. I I've got a Data sixty in the back, okay, because we're gonna have a high torque uh, diesel, yeah. And so uh, when Jim built me the rear axle at Dynatrack, uh-huh. yeah, he's like, I want you to have forty four, I'm gonna build you a sixty. Uh-huh. But what I didn't, con- yeah. I want it's a driver, okay. and I want the bed, and it's yeah. a truck, and I want to cut, you yeah. know. It's a- the problem is the uh, the pumpkin's so big, uh-huh. I'll only be able to have about two inches of up travel. Yeah. And then, so I'm thinking like two up, three down, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just so the top of the diff doesn't go up through the bed floor. Mm-hmm. And if I had 20s, I would have had that extra, you know, yeah. couple inches is of room. Is the bed, is, is all C-notch? I mean, you cut the bed out of it? Uh, or so, is it? No, no, no. So the, yeah. the bed's totally factory. Just yeah. And then we have a little mini notch mm-hmm. in the frame. And the reason we did that was just so we put the, bun- the uh, bump stop in there. Okay. And that mm-hmm. way we can use basically everything up to the bottom of the original frame yeah. for up travel. Yeah. Um, but the limit will end up being the uh, the, the center diff or you know the pumpkin sure, on the uh, sure. rear axle. Yeah, you know, not going up through the yeah. bed. So yeah. Cool. Now your C10 <laughs> is it yeah. slammed or no? Uh, it's slammed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we've got on that truck we've got a Scotts uh, hot rods independent front suspension. We've got our you know Alden coilovers on all four corners, and then my younger brother Spencer, uh, you know, he fabbed up you know big old C notch on it, and we've got you know sixteen and a half like. Five inch travel coilovers in the rear. Let me ask yeah. you this though: yeah. as as we're looking, if I ever get the uh, the pink slip for my C twenty, still which, haven't gotten that <laughs> no, yet. No, and I was at it's I was at like Monster Jam last night with yeah. with with Sean, who uh, yeah. gave me the truck, and he just. It's like, yeah, you'll get it when you get it. I'm like, I'm just sitting. <laughs> so now you have somebody's y- truck stored at your house. I, yeah. yeah, it's just super weird. My wife's like, you're not touching the truck until you, we have the pink. Smart. Yeah. Smart. It's like, you're not doing anything. So we yeah. stopped right at, right after I, I vacuumed it. Yep. I found some <laughs> snap-on tools, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool. Sell outside. those for yeah. Dude, the registration. I, I found two 10 millimeters. Right on. Two? Two of them. Yeah. yeah. Stoked. <laughs> have you seen there's a uh, there's a kit on Amazon that's all 10 millimeters? <laughs> oh, no. And you can buy It's a complete set. Yes. And it's like uh, it's like half it's three quarter it's quarter or three eighths a quarter Can and I, then it's like deep and but it's 12 point it's six point oh, but it's all 10 million this hurts me this hurts me we're talking entrepreneurial yeah. right i love this kind of stuff yes and thank god for companies like shopify yes. that allow you to set up a store in in an hour yeah. right online yeah. so last october yes it's going into christmas and i tell my 17 year old to go He's 16. I go at this point. I said, you need a business. You need to let's start. He's, he's thinking that he's going to go to college to yeah. take marketing classes and such. I go, sure. you need to learn how business works. Yeah. I happen to, th- I happen to think I have a good idea yeah. and I pitch it to him. Literally, I stand, I, I use my chimney, like I st- step in front of the fireplace and I'm like- Soapbox? I'm, the soapbox. Yep. Thank yeah. you. And I give him my elevator pitch about the fact- 10 millimeter sockets. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I want to sell a kit of just one of two ways. I would either want to sell a kit of 10 millimeter sockets yeah. or it's a socket of the month club. Oh, there you go. And every time you drive so, your truck and it goes over a bump <laughs> and sockets fall out from different places, right? you can auction them off. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so I immediately yeah. register socketclub.com. Perfect. Okay. Uh-huh. 
Then <laughs> my kit, which I still own, which if yeah. you want, uh-huh. it's for sale because obviously you can see where the story goes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then it, it so November and my kid's like, nah, I don't know, because he's not really mechanical. He's yeah. whatever. Sure. And I go, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this on my own, but it would encroach on my time at, at banks and some other stuff. So I just yeah. I sit on the idea. And the the blue case yeah. that you're talking yes, about that yes. everyone's now passing around yes. on social media yes. launched in November of last year. <laughs> no, so they're, they're so it. Somebody, you know what sucks? <laughs> your kid told somebody at school their dad started it, and your kid's getting royalties behind your back. <laughs> like I don't know, but what I call it. So what I we called it in radio simulthink. Yeah, we called it simulthink. Sure. So what would happen is I would have to listen to Howard Stern was on uh, we he was uh, being in the East Coast yeah his show would start at 3 a.m mm-hmm. our time in mm-hmm. LA because he would start at 6 a.m yeah and if there was a new you know, like Kobe just passed away sure he would be talking about Kobe three hours ahead of us mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and if he had a spin on that story yeah we didn't want to step on Stern's toes because yeah. we worked for the same company and we had a, a and he would agreement. crush you like the cockroaches he abs- you are no question and that was part of it but we knew that we had respect for him yeah and because we never ever not once ripped him off when he finally left LA mm-hmm. he said because I'm not in LA anymore yeah if you guys want to listen to comedic morning show stuff Listen to Kevin and Bean. He endorsed mm-hmm. us, which is the first time he's ever endorsed another wow. morning show that I'm aware of. Yeah. It's possible it may have happened, but sure. I, I would. And so on the, that on the way in every morning, I would listen to him, not because I liked him, but because I wanted to make sure that if we were doing a a Kobe bit or eulogy, or so, I want to make sure ours was either completely different or we weren't stepping on his toes at sure. all. And that worked. Yeah. To our favor. That was simulthink. You're yeah. having the same idea as somebody else somewhere in the world at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the 10 millimeter thing at that time in October of last year, there was a bunch of memes going around, 10 millimeter socket memes. Yeah. And that's I'm like, this has got to happen. It's been my whole life. It was talking about <laughs> 10 millimeter sockets, right? And then some a-hole just yeah. did it. And I would have been that a-hole, but I couldn't get my, my kid to get into it. Yeah. I went, uh, you know, like ideas are like what a-holes, right? Everyone has one. <laughs> And uh, so that one is particularly painful. Everyone started sending me that because I pitched it in the office. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? Like, that's kind of funny. You know, you get a new 10 yeah. millimeter socket every month. And yeah. by the end of the year, you got a 12 piece socket set of all 10 mils. <laughs> yeah. Or you've lost half of them and you need yeah, to keep. And you have you the need one to, you need. And you got to keep renewing yeah. because you lost the one that I gave you in January, right? So it didn't happen. And now these guys got this fancy blue box of six ten mils. Yeah, oh, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Timing. <laughs> Another lightning fail story. Oh, oh man, there's no. so many. I got do, a do lot we, of them. Do we have a oh, jingle yeah. for that? <laughs> that happens to me once a week, right here. That that oh, sound effect man. I hear in my head. Oh no. Oh my god. So let's get back to Alden. Yeah. What is what are what were the biggest challenges at Alden yeah. starting this thing up? Like, sure, sure. See, yeah. So so coming in, I mean, just because those turn into strengths later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so from the beginning was really you know getting just a grasp of of what was there. You know what what's here, what's there. What do you mean parts related? Parts what do you, what do you related. Mean? You know vendors, processes, distributors. Just just kind of just the first year was really just getting getting a grasp around the whole yeah. the whole figuring business. If you, trying yeah. to figure out if you had a boy or a girl. Yeah. Like where yeah. is everything? Yeah. And, yeah. Just figuring out and how things worked. And oh my gosh, are we are we paying too much for this? Is is this a good rate? So. Was there anything that you just said? All right, whatever. Yeah. This one coilover system stop sales. We got to figure this out. Are we losing money on this thing? Um, or are we, where you're like, whoa, we just. Or is it a pull, marketing play where you just need to make yeah. sure people were aware of it? Yeah, it, it was tenfold. I mean, yeah. right now the whole company's a 180 from from what it was when when I stepped in. Um, but yeah, I mean, you 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 name a piece of a business: marketing, sales, distribution, uh, you know, vendors, uh, components, whatever. 
everything everything within that business now is is completely changed. So you know, setting up distribution, uh, launching new products, getting the products and marketing. Do you need and so distribution? Is another question. You know, that's I think I think yes. You can't I, sell direct via web. Uh, you you can like for us. I mean, all of our pricing's map. So minimum advertised price. So we you know if the map is one ninety nine. You know, we're we're not going to compete with our dealers. You know, and and, and but for will you folks, allow people to spend a premium yeah. to have that relationship with you? Yeah, if someone wants to buy, you know, buy from our website or what have yeah. you, they can. You know, it's, but it's, it's going to be your full pop retail. Yeah, and I think that makes yeah. sense though, because I, I think there are people who are willing to pay a premium just to know they own the relationship with the manufacturer sure. rather than a third party. Regardless of how good your distributors are, sure. I think that there's value there. And I've sure. I've had this discussion with other businesses, and even Lightning and I have had this discussion before, like. Do you sell direct yourself? Do you ever have sales? Do mm-hmm. you do it in conjunction with your distributors? Yep. And I was always of the mindset of let them do the map, let them sell sure. it for whatever they want, yep. and then you sell at full pop retail because the added benefit of having that relationship should be worth the premium. Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, we do some stuff. I mean, we'll assemble coilovers. If you know, you buy direct and some other things that just can't. You know, more, more custom yeah, stuff. Sure. You know, where it's like, hey, a distributor, they don't want to deal with that. Because it's plus you have universal yeah. applications where somebody yeah. can give you their lengths and you can put totally. something together for a weird project that Absolutely. maybe a, a bigger company doesn't have time to customize. Definitely, yeah. and we're, we're still we're very specialty. I mean, guys, you know we do we do stuff from Bonneville cars to you know custom one-off you know um, amber like we're just at the sure. Grand National Roadster show over the weekend. Um, so yeah, we we do a lot of that custom stuff. You know. Eh, We've got more year make model, making it easier, but we're still that, you know, custom shop in a lot of sense where, hey, you want to do a set of, you know, black anodized coilovers or, or you know, it's going to be a Riddler contender or something. You want oh, yeah. a set of polished shocks. Like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll go that extra step and, and set it up for you. And yeah. why am I calling you yeah. as opposed to one of your competitors? Yeah. So what's the Alden advantage? One I call of the it? Alden advantages. Ooh, the are, Alden yeah, advantage. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's Hashtag talk. Alden advantage. Yeah. I like that. So, so again, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, a, we're a smaller company that's growing. And, and with all that, I mean, you want to talk to the owner of the company? Yeah. Give me a call. Be there tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, if you want to chat, chat on our website. You know, you're, you're you got a problem or something. Let's let's go. Let's talk. If so. I've got a my deal with yeah. my specific deal is I don't know what I need. Yeah. And so can I talk it through with someone? Absolutely. Like here's what I've got and I want to go this low and Absolutely. how much, you know, so, so how, much, how much travel do I need versus. Yeah. We'll, we'll help you. I mean, I've got some of the guys have, have stayed on board. We have a couple of guys, um, you know, from, from other shock companies that have left that are now with us and, uh, you know, collective knowledge. I mean, I, I've got guys that have been setting up chassis and, and, you know, doing, you know, suspension related work for 30 plus years. And, uh, you know, myself, I've had a crash. I've known a little bit, but I mean, I, I can, I can set up. Your You've surrounded yourself with yeah. smart people. Yeah, exactly. So, so with all that, I mean, the, the most common thing is, Hey, I've got this chassis or I've got this, this street rod or, or C10 or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, how do I, how do I measure what coilover I need or how do I measure yeah. what shock I need? So the, 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 the best thing to do you know, to get the perfect length coilover is is figure out the ride height measurement. So, I mean, if you can take your chassis, whatever, you know, or take your wheel and tire, set it up, you know, level ground where you want that, that car truck to sit and measure that lower point, upper point where that shock's going to go. That's going to tell us your ride height. And that's the magic number to figuring out everything you know, downstream. Extended length, yeah. travel, spring length, and so forth. Rate, so, all that. You'll probably want to know yeah. how heavy each corner of the car is, yeah. things like that. And, right? and even stuff like that. I mean, we, we've set up so many different vehicles <laughs> over the years. 
it's like, hey, I've got a, you know, I've got a 71C10 with a, a LS1 or whatever. Uh, you know, the shocks at like a 20 degree angle or whatever. It's so like, you've I already can, done I tell 10 you, of those, right? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a 500, 550 rate spring. You know, you got a big block, it's going to be 650 rate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's, you know, we we can help you. So what am I doing with a uh, with a with a C twenty and a, yeah. and maybe a diesel under the hood? Yeah, what, what, how big of a diesel? What, it's uh, a big one. <laughs> <laughs> we we're probably gonna end up going. I'm pretty not heavy. saying yet. We're probably gonna go pretty heavy. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, you might be you know you might be seven hundred fifty. 800 pounds well how about with right? lightning yeah. also in the yeah vehicle. just yeah, the driver's you know. side yeah <laughs> okay, can you go 50, 50 we'll, pounds we'll, we'll, higher we'll, and we'll, rate we'll, on we'll the driver's side spring on one side and versus <laughs> the other but uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. you have uh, you have fuel on the passenger side of yours though that sort of offsets I think. You're so. talking about the the leaky fuel on the floor? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 that one? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the two fuel doors where you don't have the key to either oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, no, they're just they just open. They're just yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, he's got he has a uh, not a fuel tank but a fuel reservoir. Okay, it's rusted through the top, so he pours yeah. the gas through the top of the bed and right. it goes well, down. Well, I know into approximately the, uh, what what everything weighs yeah. because they're full of rainwater right now. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's perfect. nothing's yeah. full of rainwater. Yeah. It all went yeah, out through the bottom. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, now, what do I do if d- sure. do I is there is there something Alden I can use if I'm on yeah. bags? Yeah. So yeah. So so my brother and I we're we're doing another truck now, uh, forty nine Chevy thirty one hundred, and uh, and and he it's a, you know it was mine. I sold it to him. He's building it now. Sweet. And, and then you're uh, gonna buy it back? No, 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 no. I've I'm, I'm, I've got enough. I've got enough <laughs> okay. This is this is his deal. He's he's always loved these things. And uh, anyways, so he just got that forty nine Chevy thirty one hundred. And he's doing a full, he goes, yeah, man, I want to do bags. I want to slam it. And I'm like, come on, man, like, coilers, what's up? But to help with all that, we've got a brand new line of uh, our True Line Series adjustable shocks. So I'm like, whatever, dude, go bags. And we're, we're, nice. we're off in it with our adjustable well, shocks. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to go bags. You know, we've got a ton of, uh, you know, got universal, bodies universal up, yeah. length uh, shock absorbers. They're, they're adjustable. Um, so, yeah. Bags roll over it. So let's talk about your uh, your technology a little bit. Like yeah. uh, what goes yeah. into? I've obviously said you you guys Alden as a company sure. sort of pioneered the uh, the aluminum shock body, sure. and you guys have single adjustable, double adjustable. Yeah. Maybe talk about without yeah. getting into anything proprietary, sure. of course. But yeah. talk about what you guys offer and yeah. and what goes into your shock. And, 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 and to that extent, I don't think guys know what they need. That's sure. the problem. Sure. Is that they hear of all these terms? Yeah. Maybe like, maybe talk about we'll talk yeah. us through single adjustable totally. and double adjustable from yeah. your point of view. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, so here's the benefit. So you, you figure you've got I don't know you, you got a '69 Camaro or you got you know a, a newer Corvette or something. Um, those cars or trucks are going to have just you know whatever the OE has. You might have a shock running on there. It's non-adjustable. Um, you know, it's just an oil fill, like emulsion shock and something like that. You know, you may have it on your Corvette. They may run those on the, you know, the GMC terrains or, you know what I'm saying? So it's, 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 it's just kind of a run of the mill basic shock. Even some airbag chassis, you know, they have the generic you know, it's like a ten. Yeah, you'll spend shock. all the money it, for the airbag system, yeah. but then they skimp on the shock yeah. uh, technology. Yeah, which which too? They're 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 maybe good they're shocks. running some high end Monroes. Yeah, they, <laughs> or Gabriels. You, know, you, you never know. Um, but but the benefit of doing like an adjustable shock or even a, uh, like all of our stuff's all rebuildable, revalvable, serviceable. So I mean, you, you set something up wrong, or you blow one out, or you know, you're it's racing, not the end of the world. Yeah, you're racing the hell out of them. It's like. Yeah, send them on back in, and we service all of our shocks. We rebuild them, put them back to factory specs, and you're not, you know, just throwing them in the can and having to go buy a new set. So there, there's that benefit. And then as you talk adjustability, um, you know, so you have your basic shock like the OEM style. You have the basic kind of over-the-counter O'Reilly stuff. 
Um, and then from there, hey, I want to do a performance shock. So, um, you know, they're going to be a little bit lighter weight. They're all, you know, 6061 machine billet aluminum. Um, you know, on our coilovers, the springs we use are all American-made. They're they're cold-wound, high-tensile stuff. So yeah. if you compare, like, a coil spring now to what was run in 20 years ago, I mean, there's there's half the amount of coils in it. Um, so, I mean, technology, too, has just has helped on that sense. So you're getting a lighter weight, um, you know, performance shock or sure. coilover. Um, and, and then from there, you know, some of the single adjustability we make it easy. I mean, we our street series, our phantom series shocks, they're single adjustable, they're rebound adjustable. Um, and it's just a turn of a dial. So you're, you're, you're controlling the speed at which that shock, as it comes down, you hit a bump or something, the speed at which it comes back up. And uh, like a single adjustable rebound adjustable shock. Is that on the singles you're yeah. adjust for rebound? Yeah, yeah. We do compression as well, but that single rebound, yeah. that's our best seller. I mean, that's, that's yeah. most shock companies. And you can't get into yeah. a lot of trouble. You can dial it in without yeah. twiddling the knob so far that yeah. you, you mess something up or you get too far away from baseline that you yeah. can't find your way back. Because you get guys, hey, I want that, that quadruple adjustable, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, X, yeah. Y, Z. And it's like, okay, great. Like, Stop that. Stop hey. watching King ads. Yeah, yeah spend, <laughs> right? spend, spend the money, go do it. But we'll then glue an extra knob on there if you want to just spin <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But, but send, you know, tuning that. That would be awesome, by the way. Put an extra <laughs> no, no, knob no, that just, doesn't do anything. <laughs> just, just for those people that <laughs> no. want to have an extra knob yeah, on their shock. Yeah. What does that one do? Yeah. You know, don't worry about don't it. Don't touch the red yeah. one. Don't worry don't about it. Don't touch the red knob. Yeah. It's just there. <laughs> yeah. So there's so different levels. You know, if you're doing autocross or you are doing drag racing, you know, being able to control the compression and the rebound, you know, and then beyond, you know, triple adjustable, quadruple adjustable, um, you know, those are things there. But usually, you know, that guy that's on a dedicated track car or something there, you know, they're tuning and fine tuning every weekend. So. And what's uh, your what's your shaft raw your, yeah. your, your shaft uh, diameter your piston yeah. size? That's yeah. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so we so we, you know we have all five eighths piston rods and so That's forth. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know not at my house she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, uh, and, and and you know for street and what have I you. I have eleven tenths piston rods. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> uh, you know for for street applications it's it's perfect it's yeah. it's overkill in some in some instances. Sure. Um, I think so. we are overkill in most that's instances. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's that's guy. You know, we just car like, parts in general. The beauty yeah. about the the Alden stuff that I was really impressed with, again, going yeah. back to just how good they look. Sure. You know, it, it most of these guys do want to have a bit of eye candy on there in addition Absolutely. to the performance. Yeah. And you know, it's they're they're truck jewelry in a way that yeah. that's also functional. Totally. Well, you, you think you think off road and all that. It's like yeah, having a big set of you know sure. shiny shot. You see yeah. them because you're you're lifted way up and all that. And uh, yeah, it, it too. If it can look good and perform and last, and you know you bought them at a right at the right price, and uh, you know you're behind a American manufacturer that's going to stand by their product. That's makes it easy. Have you? I mean, the company has always been made here. Yeah. In the U.S., the, all yeah. the parts and stuff. Sure. Um, you can't really do a price point part here in the u.s because yeah. it's aluminum and sure. all that stuff's expensive but sure. have you you're up against competition that is making some stuff overseas. oh yeah yeah and um how do you Wait, how about this let me let me throw this number out there sure if i told you okay uh let's say it's a oh i'll, I'll go off the website here how about a 63 chevy c10 yeah with a one to two inch uh, lower coilover conversion Includes the upper mount, the coilover, and the arms. What if I told you that was less than seventeen hundred bucks, all bolt on? I would say that's a pretty good deal 
for all American parts. Yeah, I would say that's pretty reasonable. Looks like most of your coilover conversions yeah. are all right at that uh, that sure. sixteen sixty nine sixteen seventy yeah. price point. Yeah, and that's with control arms, tubular arms. Um, we're working with ball joints loaded, yeah, everything, hardware. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, knowing it's all American, that that's not and that doesn't feel. Like it's priced out of like what's reasonable for what you're getting. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's the thing too. I mean, you call us up, myself or our team there. I mean, we're we're answering the phones and you're talking to a real person. So, you know, you do have that an issue comes up or a question or whatever. You know, you're so your after not, service is just as yeah. good as your upfront service, oh, right? Like even you, more so because yeah. it's you know you've done the homework, you've placed the order, you've gotten everything. Okay, great. Now I got to jump in and actually, you know, pull the old stuff on or, or bolt all this new shiny stuff on. And it's like, okay, it's, you know, there, there may be some questions. So, um, yeah, the, the after support's just as important as, you know, doing the marketing, letting people, f- you know, find us. And, and I think that matters. You know, I think that matters you know. to people these days because I feel like uh, there's a lot of people who, <laughs> there's companies that have great names, great product. But you can't just pick up a phone and have a conversation. Yeah. There's there's me- phone menus or there's yeah. a series of people you have to get to to get through the right technical guy or sure. or well, a e- lot of, a lot of companies think that that's um, that the more times they have to touch the customer uh, is is just it's reduces, very costly. Yeah, it reduces yeah. margin. I disagree. It, 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 do, it does reduce margin. I mean, it actually does reduce margin. There's no question. However, yeah, it, re- it, it but it should it, be built it, into the price of the product. longevity of your company. I'll sure, tell you what, because. Yeah. The relationship that you can build with a guy by talking to him over the phone is unlike any other. Yeah. You can't have it online. You can't have it through a magazine ad. You can't have it through any other way. You can kind of sort of have it maybe in mm-hmm. person at an event. Yeah. But <clears throat> I find that the guys, and this is weird, um, if there is a problem or he's got a, he, he doesn't understand how to adjust something, yeah. that he, he is, first, before he bought it, sure. he's done a lot of homework. Yeah. He could have bought your brand or someone else's brand. By the time he finally, and he's now emotionally mm-hmm. invested in your product. Yeah. He buys your product. Maybe he can't, he doesn't know how to a, a bolt it on or adjust it. Sure. So now he's, oh man, did I make the right purchase? I'm not sure. He gets yeah. on the phone, he talks to you, mm-hmm. you guys bro out. Yeah. Now he hangs up the phone. Yep. He dials the system in. Yeah. Now he's an olden guy for life. Exactly. Because now, yeah. not only does he have it on his truck, he knows Garrett. Yeah. Yep. He knows Garrett, the guy that owns it. Sure. And he's going to tell all of his friends well, he's, that he was on the phone with, with Garrett. With the owner. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And exactly. I, I mean, I'm the yeah. same way. You yeah. know, if I, can, I will never get the owner of Canon cameras on the phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'll just never happen. None of us will. Yeah. And so there's only so close I can get to, like, and I can talk to a service rep when sure. I break my camera. Yeah. Like, I will never get to that level. Yeah. But for a guy to bro down with you and to talk mm-hmm. about adjustability or fitment or whatever. Yeah. That is a, that is something that usually, as the company scales, that goes away. Sure. But if you can keep that intact at Alden, definitely, then you'll be the hero. Absolutely, and I think that's what's kept Alden, you know, around for almost forty years now. Is is just that the customer support, you know, and having having folks that are car enthusiasts that actually care. Right. That's that's. It's kind of like uh, your yeah. home at uh, your your buddy at uh, Deaver. Yeah, Scott Bourne. Scott, yes. Yeah. Yep. And Jeff Crosby. So it's, it's like guys just feel a, yeah. you know, a relationship. Sure, sure. And, hey, and that's key. I mean, to, to longevity, to, to right now, to everything. It's just because, you know, we're not selling like a $10 coffee mug. It's You're yeah. spending you're spending good you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm, I'm banking on this is the right stuff. And it could be and, a, it could really considered not only yeah. performance, but also safety item as well. Absolutely. Because you, you, you're probably taking off some rotted pieces oh and, yeah. and stuff that, you know, the truck's been sitting or maybe it's, it's not a Riddler build or yeah. a, or a you know, um, 
you know, some sort of like brother's truck show, sure. like I'm going to make the, you know, a great roaster show or any of that, right? It, yeah. It's somebody's grandpa's truck, right? Oh, definitely. And they just inherited it and it's been in the yeah. back side of the barn for the yeah. last 20 years, not yeah. running, and you're excited. Yeah. Well, now you're taking, now you're offering yeah. them not only performance, but totally. getting that vehicle, you know, roadable, yeah. you know, streetable. And, and, and to your point, the safety No, 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 roadable. Roadable. I know, I know, I know. I was hoping nobody caught that. I caught yeah. that. Yeah, strategery. Yeah, uh, definitely a lot of strategery <laughs> here on the Truck Show Podcast. The, uh, but, but to your point. We there, are wordsmiths, if nothing no, else. Well, That's it. right. Uh, we were actually going to call it the uh, the Truck Show radio cast. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but to your point there, Sean, is, is you know, you guys like us. Hey, I've got yeah. this old pickup truck or this old muscle car. Hey, great. Let me stuff, you know, a turbo, uh, like that 49 Chevy. My brother's putting a, a, a 5.3, you know, junkyard LS, and he just, this weekend, just bolted up a 78 millimeter turbo. Of course he's like, he did. He's like, dude, I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get 400, <laughs> 400 to the creek yeah, and, uh, and 600 horsepower. Which is at the wheel. super deadly in that truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but airbags and so forth. But at so, least he'll hit bumps good and you know, yeah, turn corners. But that's, uh, but that's, he's the, got nothing on me. <laughs> that, that, that's, the, yeah, D, diesel engine in a, in a, you know, C10. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. By the way, the, when yeah. you, I joke about this, but it's actually true. Yeah. When he sits in the driver's seat, wires that are bare actually rub the tops of his kneecaps. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I've already been electrocuted. <laughs> and when he breaks, the uh, the front turn signals come on. Oh, it's awesome. No. Oh, no. <laughs> but but the, the safety factor, I mean, taking these old cars, these old trucks, you know, even new stuff. And making and, them roadable? Yeah, making them roadable. <laughs> making them roadable. But you're putting, you know, turbo, because, you know, I got buddies. Just remind me next time you say that I can... <laughs> when I say roadable? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I've got a buddy that, that's got a performance shop, and he's like, dude, he sells a ton of superchargers in a, in a cra- crazy amount, you know, out of his shop. I'm like, that people, that many people are buying these things? Yeah. And, uh, you know. 11,000 bucks a pop. Yeah. On some Corvettes, of Mustangs, and, yeah. then, and then all these classic cars Crazy and trucks. to get these days. Yeah, yeah. So horsepower, you know, horsepower's, you got monster horsepower. It's like, Awesome, great. Yeah. But how are you going to stop that thing? And how are you going to handle around call the Call Willwood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> call yeah. Willwood. Call Alden, man. Yeah, I mean, it's right. getting that getting that power, that horsepower to hook, getting yep. that, you know, the safety factor of that, being able to control that. I mean, that's it's it's more so now than ever, you know, with, with all this horsepower that is out there. Well, I just want to point out yeah. that across your entire social, yeah. at Alden American, it's the same. Okay. C- congratulations. Okay. Good yeah. job. Yeah, That's right on. Every once in a while we'll have somebody in here and they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Bob's parts for trucks at uh, Bob's truck yeah. at Bob's second yeah, yeah, truck yeah. part two. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I can't even. No, so uh, no, at Alden it. American, you guys got to check it. out. Uh, yeah. Their Instagram is, is pretty cool. There's uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff on there. Yeah. Um, and your your C10 is on there. Yeah, yeah. So. C10's on there. The 49 is just getting out there, but uh, we've got those. we got a ton of new stuff coming out this Are year. Are you on any Riddler yeah. builds or anything like that that you're aware of? Uh, there's stuff out. I mean, it, it, we're just up at the Grand National Roadster Show. There's a couple I know. Why are you here? There. The show's going on. I got my, my guy. I was there yesterday. Okay. Got my guys. My guys holding it down, you know, standing strong out there at the, okay. uh, with the Roadsters. But uh, yeah, I mean, Alden, you know, there's been, you name a builder, you name a chassis company, you name a award show. I mean, Alden at some point in time has, has been a part of those. And uh, So what's next? Yeah. So obviously we talked about the yeah. history of the company. Sure. Where you're at today. Obviously, yeah. you know, it seems like it's really successful for you. And totally. You're, you're, you're almost six years we're in. Building, so, and you're still, still there, building. right? Yeah, we're still building, so, still growing. So where do you go from now? What, yeah. what type of applications totally. or, or, or things you're looking for that we'll yeah. see in the next year or two? Yeah, yeah. So so coming up this year, I mean, just more street performance. I mean, Corvette's been a huge market for us, so Good. we've got more coming out there. Uh, the 88 to 98, you know, the yeah, 1500 those pickups. Those are starting to pick up big time. Oh, those right now. are starting to pick up. So yeah. we've got coilovers for those. Uh, I got a 94, you know, we're, we're doing some R&D and stuff on and, and more stuff on that. 
Um, but more, you know, more of the truck stuff. We're still. A You're lot not going to do off road. You just stay stay oh, street here, for now. Here's my deal. I'm a, I'm a truck guy. I'm an off road. Yeah. I'm a diesel guy, and I want to get to that point. It's just right now. You Take know, your time. We're, we're still street. You know, we're street. We're two wheel drive. Um, but believe me, I, uh, my biggest goal, you know, since day one is getting to that, you know, getting to that level, doing that, you know, the Stand by, Jeep it's and so forth. So we're going to get there, but, um, I mean, this year, a lot more muscle car, more, more late model, you know, uh, you know, Camaro, Mustang, Corvette. So we're, we're, we're expanding those markets, but then the trucks, you know, all the, all the, uh, you know, the Chevy and Ford. You guys have a pretty, drive, pretty good yeah. truck application. I was going through sure. a lot of the Chevy stuff. You yeah. Have, Seems like you have covered since what the early '60s to yeah. basically mid '90s. Yeah, and that's all bolt on. I yeah. mean, it's not you're not hacking, cutting up. Well, you can do yeah. all that. We, yeah. can, we we got stuff for that, but we've got a lot of bolt on stuff. Yeah. It's easy. It's fun to do, and uh, you know you're not breaking the bank, and you're you're knocking this stuff out in a Saturday afternoon. So that's uh, that's what we're looking to do. Quite cool. Yeah. Congratulations. No, I appreciate dude. it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I Thanks for uh, cool. coming to hang out yeah, with us. I know your coffee break, so yeah. No, no, I got to get back. <laughs> get back to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys want to check out, it's uh, do you feel Alden like you, American. Do you feel like you're cheating on work right now because you're no, not actually not, not with you guys. Come on, right? yeah. no, no. <laughs> just when you when you uh, call and talk to Garrett, just make sure uh, the Truck Show podcast yeah, sent you for sure. You yeah, know? give us a call. We'll uh, we'll, we'll hook you up. You throw that down. So. All right, I like that. Yeah. Uh, AldenAmerican.com. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> You're calling from where? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Our people, we will make Garrett's phone ring. Yeah, all right? let's do and, it. Uh, let's do it. That's the Truck Show podcast love. All right, AldenAmerican.com and at AldenAmerican uh, across all the socials. A-L-D-A-N. A-L-D-A-N. You got it. American. You got yes. it. With an N. Yeah. At the end. Right on. What he says. Make him <laughs> good. I, I think your new T-shirt should be uh, yeah. Alden. We make things rotable. I'm ready. By the way, that is <laughs> a pretty go. fresh long sleeve tee. Right got on. Yeah, right I've got, I, I'll get you guys up a couple. It's got yeah. the eagle and the yeah. flags. Is yeah. Alden American professional grade suspension. That's how we roll. Is that your radio voice? Uh, I don't have one. No. <laughs> this is what you get. That's it. That's it. Uh, all right. right. Well, uh, again, AldenAmerican.com for all of your uh, old truck needs and some newer truck needs, and uh, check them out for suspension. Drive, also, yeah. Universal. So if you guys have any kind of weird projects, uh, Gary can help you out. So. Yeah. The Good weirder, stall. the better. Right on. Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> like us. Thanks, dude. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Right. Holman, remember the last time the uh, the Earth's plates came together and formed um, the United States? You mean when the pterodactyls roamed the skies? You know, like uh, when they invented plate tectonics? Oh, like yeah. Way back then? Back when uh, our grandparents uh, started the United States colonies. <laughs> yes. That was the last time we did this segment. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your note. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your note. Vroom, 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 vroom. Are we happy with this intro still? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we love this. it's polkatastic. Some of uh, Omar's best work from, uh, <laughs> for K-Rock. sure. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Omar. Uh, so here's what happens: you guys either call uh, the uh, what are we calling it again? Our, wow, our five, five star hotline. Five star hotline. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. Totally spaced. Wow. Five star hotline: six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. That's or, 657-205-6105. Or, or you email your know your note to us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. MP3 or a video clip or however you want to do it. And uh, we have like 10 of them. Actually, we have more. I pulled out 10. 
And I figured that's probably <laughs> enough, enough that's for now. That's going to be enough. So yeah, yeah. this is Holman and I uh, miserably uh, attempting to <laughs> guess yes. the note of your engine. So right. here's the first one. Hey, Lightning and Holman. Uh, just wanted to say I love the show and got a couple uh, engines for you to listen to. See if you can figure out what they are. So here's number one. That sounds to me like a Hemi, doesn't it? I'm going to say a small block. You think so? Chevy. Hmm. Okay. This is an old, kind of old-timey engine sound. Hmm. And if you give me just a second, here's number two. Oh, I was hoping he was going to tell us what it was. Yeah, me too. Hmm. By the way, this is from our uh, listener, Scott C. No, oh. oh, no, that's the old one. That's an old yeah, one. Yeah, that's definitely older. We walked around to the uh, tailpipe for yeah. that one. Yeah. Feels like a three-inch exhaust on no, that No, that's definitely a small block. I'm going small block on number two, and the first one's a V8 of some sort. I'm no. not 100% sure what it is. Maybe a Hemi. I think I think Hemi. All right, I'll give it to you. Right. I'm saying small block, old truck on the on the last one. Okay, so what's your guesses? I'll pause it right there. I think we said Hemi number one, number two, small block Chevy. Yeah, I, I'm thinking you're probably right on number one. Uh, small block Chevy, something old on number two for sure. First truck I started was my 2017 Ram 1500 with the Hemi. No, oh, there we go. Nice job. Nice job. Well done. High five. That was one for lightning. Five stars right there. Right? <laughs> and the second truck I started was a 1966 Chevy C20. <gasps> you should, you should. How do you not have that one? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I love you so much. With the 327. It's the truck that I sent you a picture of in episode 40. Yep. Uh, used to be my grandpa's truck. Very cool. So keep up the good work. Love the show. And uh, talk to you guys later. All right. So that's a- Thought uh, for sure he was going to end it with five stars. That's a C20. It's sort of a uh, metallic beigey bronze color. Has all the awesome trim on it. Has the uh, big old towing mirrors. Are you looking at a photo? Yeah. Can yeah, I, bl- Black steelies with the uh, yeah. Hold on. I got to mi- move your microphone so all I right, can see it. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that is such a good-looking yeah. truck. He left it long bed. And it's his uh, dad's truck. By the way, it has, uh, if you notice, the rear oh, wheels. I'm moving those your are, microphone Those down are here. Ford uh, hubcaps on the back. Oh, yeah, they are. Like an old Ford truck from the 80s. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, good-looking right. truck. Uh, this is number two. It looks like it's coming from Hunter Johnson. Okay. All right. Whoa. Ooh, that sounds good. This thing sounds aggressive. What if he's going to get on the gas? Any ideas? It's got to be fuel injected because it started up. It's definitely a V8, but it's modified. Thing sounds super cammy, intake. I think it probably has everything. Intake, exhaust. Fully built. Mm. Yeah. I'm hoping he gets on the throttle a little bit. Oh, this is the yeah, low. Yeah, low. Yeah. Burp, 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 burp. It's coming down an idle. Too idle, I should say. That's definitely got a cam in it. An 
And I, I, judging by the waveform, I don't see any talking. So I'm hoping that you know what this is because yeah, he, he put it in the email. I haven't, oh, I haven't scrolled down yet. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me open up the email here. Uh, oh, interesting. Oh, really? What's, so you know what it is. What's your guess? <sighs> okay. This is a uh, late 60s, early 70s LS. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I feel like it's in a... Are you just making up words right now? No, no, no. I, I, that's, that's as so far you think as it's I an LS engine swap? Yeah, I do. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, 2004 so, GMC Sierra 2500 6 liter oh. with heads, cam, intake, long tubes, <laughs> three-inch exhaust, no cats, and a Spintech 9000 muffler with a uh, two of them with an X-pipe. Well done. So well done. Hunter Johnson. Long tube headers on that. That's like what that. we I were hearing, I think it sounded right? all sorts of aggressive. Uh, the next one looks like it's going to be from Nick Schaefer. He sent us a movie which I can't see. Okay. Let's go here to the wave file. All right, guys. Let's see if you can guess this exhaust note. Sounds like he's walking over ice or snow. Glass? <laughs> peanut shells? Hopefully he's not walking over peanut he's shells. Or local ice. bar with peanut shells on the ground. Do you ever yeah. follow any of the uh, like daily driven exotics or any yeah. of those uh, YouTube accounts where yeah. everyone they're getting out tunes just so they can pop? Yeah. Throw fire out the tailpipe. That would be a 2000. Oh, pause it. Oh, oh, oh. Damn, I got too much. He said a 2000 something. Ford. Oh, 2004. So is that a mod? Is it a mod motor? Doesn't definitely a V8, maybe a 5.4? I don't know. I don't know. I'm ill equipped to guess this one. Okay. Okay. 2000 Ford F250 V10. Oh, oh, that's why you should know. Ten. You are not ill-equipped because you make a ton of parts you for that do, thing. And I should have known that. But see, the, uh, here's the thing with the V10. Normally, they're on RVs. Yeah, that but they're also in Super Duty. They, they are. They are. But we see a lot of diesel. So that, that thing really, sounded pretty cool. Yeah, that did sound good. That's that probably one of the better sounding V10s because normally yeah. V10s sound like dog poop. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was a nice one. Thank you, uh, Nick, for that Nick uh, Schaefer. note. All right, this is Greg Madden. Now, wait a second. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Let me start. Listen. Listen carefully. Listen to Fuel pump. Yeah, fuel pump. That sounds good. That's gas for sure. Man. But is that, uh, I want to say that's not fuel injected, right? No, I'm going fuel injected. You think so? Yeah. I'm sure y'all are stumped. Yeah. It, yes, we are. Yes, I'm, we are. I'm totally stumped. It's a 1997 Dodge Ram 1500 with a 360 in it. Love the show. Nice. Five stars all the way. Nice. Dude, Greg Madden throwing us a 360 in there. Way, way to go. Didn't see that coming. Next one is from, if I can read this, it looks like, oh, Randall. It's a yeah. Randall Heckathorn. Yeah, Randall's written Randall us before. Heckathorn. Okay, got yeah. it. Let's go for this one. <laughs> Diesel, oh, yeah, full on diesel. Oh, that. That's a big diesel. Yeah. Oh, though that's it. Wait, Randall, you didn't give us anything else. Did he? Did he email? Did he say yeah, he what has it was? Email here. So hold on. Let me uh, pull the uh, pull the email out here. Mm, okay, I have not ready? looked at this. It is 
a 2007 Peterbilt 388 transfer ah, truck. So okay. I don't know if he probably has some sort of uh, uh, like a dump bed on it or, or a dump uh, accessory. I don't because I think here's those, the thing. Hey, Randall, send us a photo. Yeah, send, like well, and send us what the engine is. Yeah. Um, but typically it would be like a uh, semi dump truck that tows a a dump trailer behind it. I think that's what that thing is. Gotcha. I might be wrong, but that's what I'm guessing. Uh, and I'll just I'll just let you know what Randall says in his email. He says, and I have a know your note for you. Don't worry, it has good audio. It took me two weeks to get the perfect morning in the yard without <laughs> any trucks running. And uh, he's uh, he's on Instagram as uh, Rambo underscore 1776, so I'm familiar with him on there. Wait, oh, you said this is Rambo? Yeah, this is oh, Rambo. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, okay. I was just uh, going back and forth with him the other day. Oh, cool. He says, this is uh, one of my work trucks that I love and hate so much. Nothing special, but special to me. Love and hate. Hope you guys enjoy, and I'll leave what it is down below. And no cheating, but he says, P.S., Five, five stars. stars. We're not supposed to do that <laughs> know, outside of a five-star segment, but we will for Randall. says, uh, hey, Lightning, if you go any further with this Tesla truck nonsense, you're dead to me. Just kidding. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, so 2007 Peterbilt 388. So that's oh, very yes. cool. Yes. I want to ride if I can get up to uh, Central California. All right. So uh, next, next one from, uh, looks like Yannick Carpentier. Yes. That's yes. Our, our buddy. Uh, I believe he's up in Canada. Okay. Cummins. High idle? Yeah, way high idle coming. That's a 5.9. Yeah. Probably a 12 valve. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm going 12 right valve. I don't have another file from him. Do okay. you have an email yep, from I Yannick? Okay. I do. He says, uh, hello, Lightning and Holman. Here's a short video for Know Your Note, but can you guess the year of the truck? The interior and the sound should make it easy to pinpoint exactly the year. I didn't watch the video. Did you? Uh, no, because I'm uh, just audio only over here. Okay. All right. Um, I'm guessing 12 valve coming. So he actually sent in a different email what the answer is. So let I'm, me open I'm, up that one. Hold on. I might be able to. Let me just change uh, file types here. One second. Let me go to this here. In my and and if it's a 12 valve, that's got to be like an early, early dodge. Let me open. God forbid this thing opens in iTunes and crashes my computer. Hold on one second. Here you go, Holman, if you can see that. Oh, yeah. For sure. First gen Dodge. That's it. So let me open his other email up here. All right. Hello, Lighting and Holman. Here's your answer. 1989 Dodge Cummins, the real first gen. And, ah. by the way, that is what I uh, got to drive up in uh, Columbus, Indiana with our friends over at Cummins. So that one was fresh in my, uh, in my mind. This one is from Don Happel. Don Happel. Sounds like a six-cylinder to me. Hmm. Does it sound six to you? That sounds, uh, I don't know what the heck that thing was. Can we hear it again? Sure, I can do it again. Let me just go back here. Oh, but okay, so it's it's definitely a truck because of the rattles right there. Listen as he kills the ignition. There's kind of a uh, a resonance in the metal of the truck. Listen. Oh, interesting. You hear that? So he says. So it's. I, I think that's intake noise, right? From uh, probably something modern. He says Holman and Truckless no, I Wonder. Feel like that I, I feel. <laughs> what he called me? <laughs> no, Holman and Truckless Wonder. Yeah. Says I've got a twofer for you, and I think both will be a challenge. I've included a few hints below if you need them. Oh. Neither engine is in a pickup. Though both have been offered in pickups. You should be really embarrassed if you don't get the first one. Both are imports, 
Though the second one started as a domestic. What the <laughs> heck? Oh, let me just play the second one. You okay. ready? Yeah. Okay. God, they both sound rad. He's going to totally clown us if we don't know what these are. That's the sad part. Yeah, he is. I mean, if I'm taking... Okay, so if I'm taking... Can we hear the first one again? I mean, here's the thing is we can't... Know your notes. We don't. We don't know your note. Damn! Wait, hold on. Let's, let's, let's talk through his clues. Okay. Neither engine's in a pickup, but both have been offered in pickups. Okay, so... What SUV, engine? van... But what engine was offered in a pickup Everything. but is not readily available in a pickup? No, no, it didn't say it wasn't readily available in a pickup. Read it again. Neither engine is in a pickup. His, oh, I his see. His vehicles. Okay. Though both have been offered, you shouldn't be embarrassed if you don't get the first one. Both are imported. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay, let's play the first one again, guys. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, but... Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I'm stumped. I'm not. No, you're not. I'm going to say it's an NV van. You know why? Because he said we should be embarrassed. So that tells me oh, it's probably a Nissan. Yeah. It's oh. a 5.6 because that was offered in a pickup truck. Okay. And he probably has something done to it. And he's messing with us. I'm going to just go. Damn you, Don. I'm going to go van. And then okay. on the second one, it sounds almost too smooth. So his his email says yeah. both are imports. So that also fits our Envy oh, van. Sure, okay, sure, okay, sure, okay. sure. Okay, okay. And... I like Though where you're going with this. The second started as a domestic. Here's a second again. Smooth. Okay, this is going to sound weird. That's definitely a V8, but it doesn't sound like any import that I've ever heard. What are the brands that have a V8 in it that started out as a as a domestic engine? There's only one that I can think of. What is it? Range Rover. Because their V8 has heritage all the way back to like the old Buick V8s or something like that, the old small block, all the way up to. Like, there are guys just bashing in their their dashboard right now, going, "You idiots!" But what else? And I, what else had a U.S. engine that ended up in a not truck? So it must be SUV. All right. Again, Lightning ill-equipped to answer this question. <laughs> all right, here he is. I'm opening Damn. up the second email. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, right all which right. our assistants put in envelopes for us. I honestly don't know what the vehicle is. Mm-hmm. I'm going off of the clues. Okay, number one. Here it is. Uh, well, I feel like for this one, right. most typically do not warrant the timpani. This one does. Don, engine note number one is 2016 NV 2500 Nissan no, van. No, no, no. Yes. There's no way that you nailed that But he one. says, with the stock 5.6 other than a bully dog tuner used to mount his parameters... <laughs> He says, it's my daily work van, occasional weekend hauler. I bought the Nissan over the Mercedes or Ford as it's the only remaining large van that still has enough towing capacity to haul number two. That sounded way gnarly to me. I, right. I can't believe it's stock. So he's using the Nissan NV van to tow, tow whatever, number, two. number two. Okay. Are we ready? Mm, sure. Do you uh, want Tiffany on this uh, one? Uh, sure, sure. Hold on a second. I just got to go back to the here. 
1996 Land Rover Discovery Rock Crawler. <laughs> the Rock you, Rover. You must have looked. With no the way. Rover 4.6 and a Magnifo muffler rolling on 37-inch pit bulls with some modifications. Apparently, Holman. Here's a picture. Know your notes. Didn't know uh, our notes. He says, like most, the jingles were initially painful, but having listened to every episode since number one, they've grown on me. Like a rash, maybe, but I like them just the same. Keep up the good work and five stars. And yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And uh, that was from our friend Don. And uh, Don, thanks for the hints, because otherwise I would have had no clue. That was not me knowing the engine note, but it was me knowing the history of sort of the the, the hints you dropped. So All right, I'm we gonna, have I'm one more. One more. Know your note, and this no, is from, we don't. We have more than that. This one is from Andy White. She has a lot of keys. Dang. Sounds good. So, you going V8 on this? Yeah, for sure. This is what she says. My name is Andy from Northern California. I'm a new listener. I started listening on episode 82. And she puts in parentheses, she's a female. I absolutely love the show. It's really cool to hear what's new and what real people think of the new pickups coming out or that are on the road. Also, I love listening to all the people for the interviews or a car, truck, guys, gals that really enjoy what they're doing. But the reason for the email is I sent in Know Your Note. I will give you a hint. It's a pickup. Have an audio attached. And the second file has the answer to the audio with a couple of pictures. I'm just going to go with the old standby small block Chevy. You think so? Uh, I don't. Yeah, or... GM some mall block. You know what I'm, I'm? I'm thinking we have we never get like Toyota Tundras. Hmm. Uh, that didn't sound like no. the overhead cam engine to me though. Oh yeah, good point. It was good kind point, of kind point. of burbly. Well, I don't have that second audio file, so I'm not sure what to uh, play here. Hold I on, don't have I her did, answer. I have it in our email. I, I apparently didn't print it out, so let me just pull it up really quick. That's what she said. And the answer. 2011 GMC Sierra 1500 5.3 liter straight piped. Rebuilt tranny with a two. Straight piped, yep. And rebuilt rear end with a new posi with uh, 410 gears. Know your notes. That was a complete shot in the dark, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Otherwise. Well done. Well All done, right. though. All right. All right. We got one more. All right. Last but not least, Mike Rich. Oh, was this the bonus from last week's episode? This is the very, uh, yeah, our bonus uh, little piece of audio, at the, uh, the hangnail, as I All call right. it, at the end of the episode. Let's listen to it again. That's God. That sound is. Uh, okay, that's a diesel. Sure. And what does the beep at the end signify? Uh, I don't know. You shut it off. I don't know. Maybe it's coming up to speed. I don't know. I okay. I it sounds too open, like the hood is open or the engine's open, mm. to be a truck. I think. I think we're being tricked. Oh, you think this is a, a Jenny? I just think it's a machinery. I don't think it's a movable oh, thing. I think so this maybe is a, a gen tractor. set or a tractor. Or a... Oh, that beep is a generator. Yeah, is it maybe a, a panel or something? It's got to be a generator. Do I, I? Do you have something more from Mike? I do. And let me open it up here. Uh, yes, please. All right. Uh, from Mike Rich. Guess that sound. Hey, guys, I have a unique engine sound for you today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is awesome. You want to know why it's so lopy? Why? 
It's a John Deere 7800 tractor <laughs> with 14,000 hours on it. Oh. This is a cold start. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, uh, that was right. a fun Know Your Notes. Know Your Notes. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, 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 vroom. We'd like you guys to send in your Know Your Notes. We'll get to them as soon as we can. Yeah. And obviously, you just heard the segment, we suck. But we do enjoy it. <laughs> and, we did okay uh, on that one. I, I, to, for me, Thanks for the hints. For me, it's learning. I get to learn. Okay, so uh, I know we have some that we didn't play, but keep sending them and we'll uh, we'll get to them as we can. I know it's been a while, but I thought it would be fun to, uh, to know your note. Again, you've got two ways to get those to us. You can either email them to us at uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, which is the preferred method, or um, you can just dial us up on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. You can leave a message and just walk around and record it. So do that. All right. Hey, uh, who's our next guest? You're talking about Graham McPherson, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Holman, before we dial Graham, tell me a little bit about your relationship with Mr. McPherson. Well, if you remember from our uh, Overland Expo uh, coverage, uh, we interviewed him just as one of our walking around. Uh, Jerry from Camberg introduced us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I went, this is really cool. But his company sort of like gotten even cooler in the last year. How? It's just the things that he's doing. And so we've been talking about- Does some he have new products or what? Yeah, and do some products together and learning more about it. And uh, I'm just, I'm kind of stoked because it feels a need, but why don't we call him and we'll do all this with him on the We're going to talk about uh, Go Fast Campers. Yes, sir. All, all right. right. So dial. Here we go. This is Graham. Graham, Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's up, dude? <laughs> good. good. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, real quick before we talk to you, do you prefer blues or metal? Probably metal. Metal. Oh, good. Here we go. <laughs> Innovator, moderator, Truck Show. Innovator, moderator, Truck Show. Innovator, moderator, Truck Show. Innovator, moderator, Truck Show. Truck Show. Truck Show. Man, that hurts my throat. <laughs> well, that sorry about good. that, Graham. Uh, was that awesome or what? <laughs> that was pretty awesome. No you doubt. asked for metal, that's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Graham McPherson is at Go Fast Campers, gofastcampers.com. Now, Holman, you know Graham. You're familiar with his work. Yes. And uh, I was just and a fan, uh, a huge fan of his work. You're a huge fan of his yeah, work. You so, were kind of uh, gushing in the intro. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll bring Graham in on this. I met him through Jerry Camberg and uh, yeah. just met him at Overland Expo. And I, Now, I, that, by the way, that speaks – so we love Jerry. Yep. We love Camberg. Yep. And Jerry has a um, – He's got a Raptor and a Gladiator. Well, I was going to say he's got a, a – what is it, a high threshold? He's got a – he's very particular. Yeah, he is very particular. Very particular. Right, so right. for The him, brands that he works with or endorses – he has to really want to work with those people. That's what I was trying right. to say. Okay. Yes, thank you. So <laughs> he, uh, he and I were, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago or something. He he lives over by me. He's like, hey, let's go you know, grab a coffee in the morning and catch up. So we did, and he brought the Raptor out. And I said, man, this is a really cool camper you have on here. Like, what? Oh, this is a guy, uh, Graham, uh, Go Fast Campers. It's made so you could go huck it in Baja and still have a rooftop tent and not lose your, your you know truck functionality. Oh, and by the way, you can still camp in it, and it's super lightweight, and it won't take away a lot of the payload. And here's these extruded aluminum rails that you can mount. The and I'm, the more I'm looking at it, I'm going, ah, oh, I'm really, really digging this. And so I, I sort of had a, a sort of in the back of my mind. And then I went to Overland Expo, and he goes, oh, you should 
go by, I'll introduce you guys. And so if you go back to our Overland Expo uh, Expo show. Expo episode, yeah, from last year. There's an interview, and we talked about it. Well, I was cruising his uh, Instagram the other day. and You were trolling. I was trolling, (laughs) yep, yep. And I saw a forerunner that had just the rooftop tent portion uh, on it, and it was like super low to the roof. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. And then I scroll a little further, and there's a guy with a JK who has one on. I go, oh, you think that he Were you trying to figure out how they pulled it off? Well, I'm trying to figure out, A, how they mounted it. Right. And B, I didn't know they were selling just the rooftop tent portion. So, okay, so I love car camping. I'm not even going to call it overlanding. I love <laughs> car, car camping, camping right? 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 Exactly, right? Which we're yeah. going to have to ask Graham about. If no, we, only he we, were on we, the phone. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I got to get the setup though, right? Right. So for guys like me, I want lightweight. Sorry about the long setup. Sorry, Graham. but yeah, sorry, Graham. <laughs> it's, when you fold it, it's only six inches thick compared to like 12 inches of everybody else. Mm-hmm. It weighs- Oh, wait, 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 wait. God damn it. Yeah, uh, you wait, missed wait. it. No, I didn't. That's what she said. There we go. And because it's lightweight and it mounts low to the roof, mm-hmm. the center of gravity is lower. You can it, it's not tearing your vehicle apart. I mean, all these things going into it. And uh, so I liked one of his posts, and I said, I didn't know you were doing this. He goes, DMs me, hey, give me a call. And so then we've been talking about it, and I'm like, this thing's badass. I'm like, you just have to come on the podcast because mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm totally geeking out on it. Right? Did you say uh, my buddy Lightning needs one for his mini? No, I did not. Oh, you didn't. Okay, <laughs> no, uh, probably. It would be like a wing on your mini. <laughs> yeah, it's, you would. It's, I would launch. You would you would go around a corner and it would get light. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Graham, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, we're out of time. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> did, did I did I do justice in setting you up, or? No, I'm stoked on it, man. Yeah, basically, um, we tried to make something you could huck and make it daily drivable, and those two things actually work pretty well together. So, so most tents are made out of fiberglass, and they, you know, I don't want to be the guy that looks like I'm going on expedition when I'm commuting to the office. Like I'll probably take totally. take it off and. Put in the garage. However, these things are so low profile. If you, let's say you have a forerunner with like a two inch lift and thirty fours, you can actually drive it into a standard garage if you wanted to. Which I don't know if there's another ten out there that you can do that with. And because it's all extruded aluminum, it looks super cool. It, it doesn't look like uh, you know I don't know. It looks like a cool rack as opposed to looking like you're trying to go on expedition somewhere. For sure. And the goal was to basically make it so you could have constant daily drivability, have it be super low profile, super strong, but also for it to be indefinitely serviceable. So like the roof panel's designed that if like a tree fell on it, you could replace just the roof panel without having to scrap the whole top half of the tent. Or if you have like a any sort of failure long term, whether it's user uh, created or whatever, everything can be fixed. So we're kind of sick of t- and tired of seeing kind of the RV product take a little bit of hold in the extreme car camping overland space and really wanted to make something that was kind of of that own quality without an airline price tag. And everything's made in the USA, which is, I think, something that can't be uh, overstated. I mean, you guys are building these things up in beautiful Montana. Yeah, exactly. So the basically every piece of material um, is touched by people up in Bozeman. So we've got sewing in-house, welding, uh, anodized, machining, powder coat, all that stuff happens up here, which is pretty cool. What's the background? How did you get into this? And, you know, and... and are you part of the explosion that we're seeing of this whole scene? The scene definitely is getting really big and it's getting more mainstream. Um, I think a lot of people are just wanting to get, get out camping in general. And I kind of like that differentiation that you guys made of overlanding versus car camping. I think the overland thing is kind of a little bit too uh, zookeeper for us. 
We're just <laughs> trying to get people out camping easier, you know, not trying to dress like Teddy Roosevelt and go to Yeah, Africa. you don't need your uh, pinkies up when you're uh, sipping your bourbon. and <laughs> Or your piss helmet. Right. I mean, I, we joked about it on the, on the show in the past. The thing about overlanding is when we did it, it was a verb. Today it's a noun, yep. and that's what happened. Totally. It, it jumped the shark, and it you went from overlanding, and I'm going car camping, and I'm going exploring to, I'm an overlander, you know. And it's <laughs> silly because it's the same stuff you've always done. There's just way cool, way more cool gear uh, surrounding it than there used to be. I think this basically enabling people to get out into the into the outdoors, whether it's international travel or if it's just domestic. Our goal is to make that easier. So we've got a couple that's going to be driving from London to Mongolia this coming year, uh, Death to Glory, if you've seen yeah. them before. Yep. Um, Follow them. It's going to be an amazing trip. They're taking their, I think it's a 92, so we had a pickup truck with a go-fast on it, and it's going to be awesome, but it's just as good for that, our product, as taking it through the Starbucks drive through on your way to work. So the goal is just to make it so it's something that you don't ever have to worry about, but you always have a place to sleep. And and most in most drive-throughs, this thing will fit because it's so low profile. And if you're thinking yep. about your traditional tent, there's a couple different types of overland tents. There are the ones that you know fold out to the side that are soft fabric um, covers on them, and then you kind of use a bunch of uh, steel spring to put out the awnings, all that. Then there's the kind that rise straight up, that kind of you know are, are like an accordion or a rectangle that grows in in uh, in length or height. And then there's the wedges where you're hinged on one side. Yours is the wedge type. But you've got these really cool, um, I guess, uh, struts on the outside where once you unlock the latches, you give it a push and it'll rise up and basically that's your setup. Exactly. It's like five seconds or less. So Who doesn't like camping with five seconds to set up your bed? <laughs> yeah. So when I was in uh, Boy Scouts, I had a – my tent was made out of spring steel. So I, it was about, let's call it, I don't know, 24, 30 inches wide. It had this weird deal, and it was like a, um, you know, oh, you know what the, um, the, the uh, sunshades that go yeah, in your, in yeah, your uh-huh. right, on your dash, uh-huh. and they twist like into a figure yeah, eight? Yeah, right. It was the, exactly the same. And I would roll into camp and go, boosh, <laughs> and the whole thing would be open. Now, getting it back into that figure eight, into a coil, yeah. was a pain in the okay, ass. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now. It takes five seconds to set up your GoFast camper and maybe only 20 or 25 seconds to put it down. And that's only because you have to make sure the fabric goes, you know, inside the, the So it's tent taking you longer footprint. to take your, your sleeping bag and, and stuff your pillow it in out your stuff pack. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. No kidding. Totally. Where did you start, um, Graham, as far as you knew that there was XYZ products on the, on the market? Like there's already tents on the market. Where did you start and go, all right, this one sucked and I like this one. And you had to meld those. Just give me some of the backstory so we know how it ended up where we are today. Totally. So my business partner, Wiley, um, who's the genius behind the industrial design. and um, Tell me his last the, name is E. Coyote. He's uh, Davis, but close. Oh, okay, damn. <laughs> That's one, one starting letter off. Okay. But uh, yeah, so Wiley um, and I kind of, Wiley had this idea of making a better thing to take on his trips down to Baja. He'd go down there every winter for around Christmas time for like a month and had everything from Astro vans to um, soft toppers on the back of his Tacoma with a surfboard rack on the outside. And I was actually building big expedition vehicles. So like AV prospector style trucks with big aluminum exos frame stressed skin campers on the, on the back. So 12,000 pound rigs, kind of like earth roamer, but for more off-roading. Sure. And it was kind of a chocolate and peanut butter thing where he's like, Hey, I make these little cool machines phone mounts and these other bits and bobs and have a rad machine shop with great capabilities 
and I kind of had a handle on a little bit more of the overland market and he wanted to come up with a design that enabled it to basically have a Westphalia functionality, but like a topper. Um, and then the ability to take that and drive it super hard off road. Cause he's always going down there and wanting to not have his tent slowing down. So basically came up with this space frame, um, tube design lower. So it's pretty much like a triangulated chassis is the, the majority of the substructure which is the, the DOM tube space frame, and then designed a uh, clamshell, basically single pivot wedge style pop top for it. And then a, if, you've, if, you have, if you're looking at a picture of it or if you've seen it, it's got basically a configurable floor that you can stash all the floor panels up in the, the nose of the camper and have standing room in the back of your truck. So if you're changing into your wetsuit or if you're looking to stand up and kind of hang out in the rain, you have a lot more living space than a traditional rooftop tent on a topper would allow. And people use the uh, basically as two different living spaces. So a lot of people will have their dogs in the uh, in the truck bed part of it, while the people sleep up top, or maybe the kids up top and the adults down below. So it actually exactly. extends your footprint and kind of gives you sort of a little bit more rustic than an RV, but it gives you the shelter and and the space you need to sort of you know live in the back of your pickup. For you know, for me, I'm the type of guy that wants to drive fast cover a lot of distance, go to someplace, you know, historic, a ghost town or, or whatever. And I may camp mm-hmm. in one spot one night and then the next morning, pack it all up and we do it again. What I love about it is that it allows you quick setup and takedown without all the headaches. You don't have to zip a fabric cover that's going to get beat up by the UV. Um, things made out of uh, steel and extruded aluminum. Uh, looks great. It has a mattress in it already. It does? Uh, yeah, it's got a two-inch uh, mattress in it, so you just need to throw your blankets up there. They even have a fitted sheet for it. I believe it's like 90 by 56, so it's a pretty good size. Yep, exactly. So it's kind of like a full-size bed for the standard size trucks, and then for full-size trucks like uh, F-150 and bigger, it's a uh, pretty much analogous to like a queen. Which is, for camping, that's pretty... Yeah. You know, I mean, think of the queen oh, yeah. air mattress that you might bring in your tent and... The, I mean, it takes up everything, right? That's already more room than my wife leaves me on the bed anyway. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, this is heaven. Right? <laughs> you could go sleep in your driveway and be more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, totally good. If you go to at uh, GFC underscore USA, uh, their Instagram is awesome. There's pictures of like Raptors and Tacomas hucking through the air like a foot off the ground with a GoFast camper on the back. <laughs> now, oh, I would just go to GoFastCampers.com because then if they fall in love with it, they can just order it right there. Oh, well, I agree. Well, uh, it turns out, <laughs> Uh, Graham has been investing in his company, and uh, there's quite the wait because of how popular these things now, are. Now, on the way over to the podcast, you were telling me, you were yeah. downloading some of this information to me, yeah. and the wait is ridiculous. How did this happen, and why can you just not make these damn things fast <laughs> enough, Graham? <laughs> <laughs> so, Wiley and I started this company about two years ago, and we've only been in our shop space since uh, March of 2018 like at all. So we've probably been, I guess that puts us at about 22 months in business. We've gone from more or less zero employees to about 30 now. Oh my, and in two years. What? Yeah. In two years. And we're building right now around 12 to 15 campers a week. We've got an awesome team back at the shop. Um, it's, it's really growing and like setting itself up for success, but it's all been a completely bootstrap company as well. So our goal is to maintain sustainable growth so we can take care of our customers for a super long time and really try not to get too far ahead of ourselves. So there's been a giant demand, which has been awesome, but we're also like not trying to crank out a bunch of crappy product and have QC issues or anything like that. 
for the sake of just getting faster at production. So our goal is sustainable long-term growth. And if you look at the volumes that we're doing, it's not like we're that slow. There's just a lot of demand right now. So I'm going to give you a uh, one Dr. Pepper uh, cheers on that one, my friend. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. that's fresh. Came yeah, you like nice. that? Yeah. so cold and that frosty good. right now. So um, <laughs> forgive comparisons, but you're kind of in the AEV space where the, the quantity is limited, the quality is extremely high. Um, by the way, uh, AEV and GoFast pair very nicely together. I can see that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I can see that. Tell me about the, the wind resistance. What does this do to my gas mileage? I can answer that for you right now. So basically on most trucks like a Tacoma or Colorado, you see about one MPG, maybe one and a half. Um, so it's, it's super minimal. You only add about seven inches of height above the high point of the roof line um, to the vehicle anyway, and it is a relatively slippery shape. So it's really not a whole lot more impact than just a normal truck topper. Extruded aluminum, was that a pain in the butt to pull off the first time? Or because steel, you could have just like you see, a bunch of fab guys, you could make it out of steel quickly. So here's why I ask. I'm looking at your website mm-hmm. right now, and it looks like there's a lot of thought that went into it. You had a guy in CAD develop this, right? Which started as a sketch. It looks according to the website. But this is fully developed, amazing looking, but there's a lot of thought that went into these, these tents. Oh, yeah. No, so Wiley is an incredible designer and a manufacturing luminary. He uh, basically has a lot of experience designing aluminum extrusions in the past to minimize machine time. So the extruded aluminum portions had a, a lot of things taken into consideration. So we've got the mounting system on the outside, so you can attach things like awnings, um, lights, whatever you want on the outside. And then there's actually embedded into the lower rail, there's like a gutter rail that allows water to flow off the tent really easily and then have built-in drainage. So there's a lot of a lot of consideration that went into the extruded aluminum. And really we're trying to to minimize the use of something like steel to where it's only in essential areas. So for like the space frame lower, you're not going to get the um, fatigue resistance and uh, long-term dur- durability out of like a welded aluminum structure just because of fatigue cracking unless you can heat treat the whole frame and then that's a whole different thing. But if you look at like a trophy truck or most race cars, they're built out of a, a tubular steel structure for that reason. And the extruded aluminum upper is designed to be super burly, but also really corrosion resistant. So it's extruded aluminum. It's all powder coated on the upper. All the machined aluminum parts, like the hinges, all the corners are anodized. And then the panels are all powder coated as well. And there's no option to order anything raw from us. Everything comes fully finished. So when you look at like the base price, it's pretty much for a fully outfitted model. There is no real comparison apart from adding windows between like a fully decked out version and the stock model. And you guys will also do custom color palette for people who want to spend a little extra to match their truck, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you can get as crazy as you want. We've done everything from like chrome lower frames to quicksand color matches, all that kind of stuff. What are we talking price-wise here? Just so we have a kind of a ballpark. So our tents start out about uh, 3700 bucks shipped right now, and the campers start out around $6,400. So you're really looking at a really, really comparable price point to a soft tent on top of a nice fiberglass camper and a roof rack. Yeah, think so, about it. You guys are, you know, for somebody who's going, well, uh, that sounds expensive for that market. You Remember, you're getting, let's say, the fiberglass shell, the roof rack, and the tent all in one piece. You don't have to go out and buy all those three things Mm -hmm. in one unit. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, it's actually cheaper than getting all that stuff together with a a more holistic approach because everything's one unit. Everything you need is right there. It's it's pretty awesome. Graham, what's the 
backstory as far as when did people started why did we start putting tents on top of our our cars instead of just sleeping on the dirt like when did that happen i think it happened in like the early teens like 1920 <clears throat> era there's actually a lot of really cool historic photos of people really? with um really rudimentary rooftop tents from back then yeah it's, it's wild if you look on like pinterest for like vintage car camping and if uh, especially huge in like south africa and australia where there's a lot of venomous and mean critters on the ground ah. and animals, this gets you up safely, but also gives you a higher vantage point to be able to uh, enjoy the beauty around you. Not being mauled by lions. Well, you know, that, that <laughs> or being bitten by a snake. I mean, no right. snakes crawling up into your uh, GFC, and if it did, you just drive fast enough to blow it off, and right. you're good. <laughs> or setting up your tent in the mud, too, like when you're getting out into the rain or if there's rocky terrain. Yeah, yeah. see, that I like. Ah, see? Out. Right. Well, and, and Graham and uh, Wiley have designed this thing so that Anything you could pressure wash, you could pressure wash their stuff. So any mud, whatever, just blow it off. and it's Inside as well? Yes, inside as well. So we recommend you take the cushions out, but there's no, like, wood. There's no organic materials to rot. Everything is all. <laughs> you should have seen basically. Holman's face just right now. He's like, why would you ask that? The look on his face is, how dare you ask the dumbest question ever? And yet, Graham had a perfectly reasonable answer. Uh, 100% true. Yes. <laughs> that just happened. You couldn't see his face right now. I'm like, if I went in there and I was muddy because I was out fishing because I'm, you know. You, you, I'm, by the way, that goes in files under things lightning would never do. A, be muddy and be fishing. I was muddy one time. <laughs> yeah, because you stepped in it. Uh, but I, need to, I need to pressure wash well, my was there, was there a pothole in the parking lot at work that was there, filled there, with there, muddy, there, dirty there, water? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Here, can I show you a picture off their Instagram that will that will just blow your mind? Yeah, I feel bad that our uh, our listeners can't see All it. Right. But yes. How about a '64, uh, '65 Chevy C10? You've got my attention. Lowered, yes, with a Go Fast Ooh. 10 on the back. Ooh, how rad Look is that? At that surf wagon style. That is. Beautiful. So it's not just for off-road, it's for the beach crowd, it too. It is a mint green slammed C10. Yeah. That's uh, a super with, nice truck. Oh, it's so cool. When wow. I saw that, I'm like, that thing's just awesome. I, I love when people mix different like disciplines of the truck world into one thing. Kyle, it's a show. Yes. <laughs> you, good, me, bad. Yeah, right. Different disciplines, right? <laughs> <laughs> me, adventurous, yeah. you, uh, bougie. That's not true at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it, dude. Oh, man. Okay, so here's some other cool things about the tent that I like. Um, they use a, a snap system to put all the fabric in. So if you ever want to upgrade your fabric or you have a tear or whatever, it's super easy just to snap out the fabric and put the new stuff in. And I also love... But why would you want to have a tear? Well, you wouldn't get a tear. His materials is That's right. superior. It's, it's terrible. It's Gore-Tex. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. What is it made out of? It's a, basically Cordura. But okay. over time, the fabric is going to be your primary consumable. So, And same with the gas struts on the outside. Over time, those get weak, like after five years, let's say. So everything's meant to be super easily serviceable. So like if you want to snap new gas struts on, it takes 10 minutes. And then with the fabric, like if you have a, a lot of people actually take their dogs up there on rooftop tents. So if your dog tears a hole in it or just if things wear out over time, we didn't want to make it so you had to like scrap the whole thing. You can basically just swap out the tent. It's super, super straightforward. And because of the extrusions, you can bolt all sorts of cool stuff to it, like an awning totally. or lights or you know, max tracks or a shovel or whatever right along the T-channel. And if you decide to take your... So I can have my twinkle lights all the way around? You can, and people do. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But okay. here's what's cool is you can take the whole tent off. Let's say you're you're in commuter mode and you don't want to be on expedition on your commute to the office, so you take your tent off in between trips. All that stuff comes with the tent. And so then your vehicle is clean and you don't have a, a rack in between the, uh, the GFC rooftop tent and the uh, vehicle. 
because it's all included in one thing. The other cool thing is if you own a Forerunner or an FJ, they make a badass mount that interfaces their tent into the factory roof rack system. So you don't need, you just take it off, bolt the tent. It gives you like two inches, inch and a half from the roof to the bottom of the tent, super aerodynamic, super low profile, and you don't have to have a rack system in between your tent and, uh, and your vehicle. How yeah, or drill any holes. So or drill any holes. Wow. Car. Yeah. How freaking rad is that? It's all the way rad? It's super rad. Max rad? <laughs> it's uh, ooh, max rad. Is it uh, radimus maximus? No, it's maximum rad. Uh, and so, and, and my sunroof opens inside, so it, it's not going to You're going back to your that. mini right now? Right? No, no, not my, no, I'm dying. <laughs> no, on my Tacoma. I've got a roof rack. No, I mean, you I've don't. Got a roof, I've got, yeah, I do. Oh, you meant just in general. Yeah, it's just in uh, general. You're pretending to be a Tacoma owner. Yes. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so here's, uh, here's some other cool stuff. As I was poking around, they have a forum on their website, and uh, gofastcampers.com, and there's like this whole like subculture of owners who are modding up their uh, the rooftop tents and adding like little accessories and lighting and all sorts of cool stuff and I was like I got lost in like what all the people are doing to these things it's like it's it's who knew a rooftop tent would have so many mods online yeah our goal is to create kind of a tuner community around it so that way you can kind of customize it however you want and there's actually a bunch of kind of small uh, nights and weekends little companies that are making accessories for it so there's a company that's making rooftop storage inside the tent so you can stash like your phone and stuff like that up there shoe bags so that when you're climbing up the ladder into the rooftop tent you can stash your shoe in a bag so you're not having to bring them inside your sleeping area all that kind of stuff what about uh, ladders so we have a ladder that clips into our extrusion system on the outside and you can basically clip it around anywhere so we offer a side door and a back door on our uh, our rooftop tents and it's an, the side door is an option on the camper and you can basically clip that kind of anywhere you want. So a lot of folks end up using that, especially if they have like kids sleeping below and parents are upstairs. So like if you want to go out and start a fire before your kids get out of bed in the morning, you can kind of get out without disturbing the people in the bed of the truck. That's smart. That's exactly what would happen in my house. <laughs> yeah. Kids are way <laughs> asleep. Yeah, the problem is by the time 10 o'clock rolled around when they got up, it would be warm outside. You wouldn't need a fire. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, and how much weight, you know, so the, the, the rooftop tent or the camper are both rated to carry weight on top of the, uh, tent portion. I can put my quad on top. Yeah. Maybe not your quad. <laughs> maybe. Right. <laughs> but you don't can, endorse it. You can do your, you can do mountain bikes or kayaks or stuff like that on top of it. Right. Yeah. So depending on the, the mounting position of the rooftop tent, that'll determine the load rating up there. we don't recommend opening it with more than like 50 to 75 pounds on the roof, depending on where that load is rated. So closer to the front, the more weight you can carry. And on our camper, when the roof is closed, I mean, four or 500 pounds. So if you wanted to use it for carrying lumber from Home Depot or steel pipe for fabrication or whatever, you could actually carry quite a bit of weight up there when it's closed. Uh, that's just because it's, it's, it's the extrusions are sitting on each other, right? Yeah. Okay. And supported by the space frame on the camper. Gotcha. Exactly. So, yeah, most of that load is getting transmitted down to that space frame. And that space frame is uh inch and a half, 06 five-wall DLM tube, which is just like a small step down from what you'd use in a roll cage on like an Ultra 4 car. Graham just keeps talking sexy to me. All right. right. Keep, do, keep that up, buddy. <laughs> I, like it. I like it a lot. Hey, so uh, what's the uh, the difference between a typical camper with a um, 
a roof rack and a tent on it versus your go fast. And then what's the typical weight of, let's say, a standard, maybe a, uh, uh, a James Baroud or something like that, which is a pretty common and, and upscale tent, uh, but made out of fiberglass compared to you, what you guys offer? So a lot of uh, just truck toppers in general weigh about 200 pounds just for the lower portion. And then if you were to throw a, another rooftop tent that's kind of comparable to ours, you're looking at probably 175 to 200 pounds. So you can pretty easily be in that four to 500 pound range, whereas our campers kind of hover right around 300. And on something like a Tacoma, that really matters. So those Yeah, not a lot of margin for payload. No, yeah. I mean, if you put this on like a three-quarter ton Dodge, you won't even notice it. But on a Tacoma, you you really start to not want to put a whole lot more weight, uh, especially up high, than a go fast, just because they're not they're not rated to carry very much and also legally i mean i think they only have 900 pounds of payload depending on your trim level and configuration that doesn't include occupants so so what what are you guys coming in at with your uh with your um truck camper right about 300 pounds so pretty much 100 to 200 pounds less than more or less anything else you'd come up with that was comparable. That's pretty much a half or a full lightning. No, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to insult Holman there. I'm like, I got you, you first. You either take him on a trip or take your tent camper. <laughs> and then on the rooftop tent portion, uh, you guys are what, around 130, 135? Yeah, so it's right about one, uh, 140 to 150. Okay. Yep. And most tents are in that 180, sometimes 200, depending on size and materials and all that. Totally, yeah, and the, the cool thing about our tent is you actually save a lot of combined weight, especially with, like, the mounting kit for the 4Runner, because most tents you have to have a roof rack to mount it to, and that roof rack will weigh, like, 80 pounds, um, depending on, on which model you have, and our tents a lot of times will mount directly to the vehicle, so we make the 4Runner mounts, we make 80 series, Land Cruiser 60 series, and we're coming out with, with more and more models as we kind of build out our engineering team at the shop. By the but way, I think the uh, 80 series is like uh-huh. the, the best look out of all of them. I mean, the Forerunner's cool, FJ, whatever, but that 80 series with your 10 on top is like I, I've I found every one of the pictures on your Instagram and like drooled on them for uh, enough. Is that what those spots clean. are on your screen? No, that's from uh, <laughs> that was where my com- uh, my keyboard was uh, smoking. I see with all the drool coming out <laughs> because they look so cool. Yeah, they do look really nice. There's like last line of the fence, and then the guy, uh, the Radivist. John Prawley, they both have a couple of really nice 80 series that, for whatever reason, like kind of the straight, almost like Art Deco lines really blend well with the uh, with the 80 series body lines. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that that thing looks awesome. Um, okay, so we we covered your uh, your your campers, we covered your rooftop tents. Let's talk about you for a minute. You actually have been a truck person for a long time, and in fact, your grandfather is fairly famous in the truck racing community. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, so my family was big in Baja racing, I mean, all the way back into the 60s and 70s. So my grandpa was Joe McPherson of Team McPherson Motorsports. No and, way. Yeah, so if you remember McPherson Chevrolet and all those and they yeah. used, and all the race trucks, like the old square body S10s and stuff. Well, back in Southern from when California, we were, Yeah, yes. right. If you're from SoCal, you know McPherson. So that's, yeah. that's Graham's grandpa. No, it is not. That's awesome. Really? Yeah, so kind of a small world. But moved up to Montana back in like, 2002 so kind of at the tail end of the, the whole racing effort and uh, basically went out and did a bunch of adventure motorcycling and once I got married I started looking at trucks because I wanted to be able to take my wife with me and go places that were that were fun and basically just 
got back into the scene and it's been really fun to kind of go back to that Southern California market. Cause that's where so many of our customers are and meet people who like knew my grandpa really well and can kind of tell me stories and just kind of hearing about what kind of influence he had in the industry. Why did you move to Montana? I'm just, I'm dying to know. So my whole family actually moved up here. Um, when I was getting into, uh, like right after middle school. Nice of them and, to take uh, you with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, like, he's like 12 years old. They're yeah, not going to leave him at home. <laughs> Didn't have a whole lot of options. Uh, so. so are you happy? It's it's weird. Like so many well, companies are, are moving up there and singing amazing, Montana's though. praises. Oh, I love Montana. What a great place. And they're actually not that far from where part of AV is too in Bozeman. Are you like California? Yeah, stay the hell out. Are we coming up there in droves? Like everyone well, hates okay. California politics and I, they're getting out and moving I, I think, to Montana. I think our friends in Montana will give us like we have to have one of those special California uh, passport cards where <laughs> right. we've been accepted by the local uh, citizenry. I think we can get one of those to be allowed up there, but only for a short amount of time. They don't trust us enough to let about us. you and me or yes. just in general? No, 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 you and me. Okay. Most Californians aren't allowed. Yeah. Are we, so we're getting like a work visa? <laughs> yeah. I know we're getting a we're getting a vacation visa. I see. <laughs> no, it's a pretty great spot up here. It's, I mean, it's nothing like California in terms of how crowded it is, but it's quite a lot more like California was back in the 70s before when Orange County used to be orange, orange groves and stuff like that. Yeah, I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, I miss me, those me too. days. Yeah. Back, back a little when different you, now. You could look across, you know, I don't know. A hundred yards without seeing somebody else. Yep. <laughs> what's the hey, uh, uh, Graham? What's the wait? I know we talked about it. It is a long wait to get one right now. But if 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 one of our listeners logged on to gofastcampers.com and ordered one today or tomorrow, are they looking at what a three week wait, four week, a month? What is it? So for rooftop tents, um, we have those in stock right now. So it's only like a week or two. Oh, okay. Uh, depending. So just shoot us an email, and we'll we'll let you know what the current wait time is. Uh, Campers are a very different story. So right now we're looking at about 14 months on projected start dates. Excuse me? What? Why? Because <laughs> there's so serious? many people. Because people are figuring out how rad Staff they are. Staff up, dude. <laughs> he has 30 we're people in two it, years. So. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> we've, but, uh, we've, we've done the opposite in the past of under-promising and over-promising er, over and under-delivering. And right now we're doing the opposite. We're, sure. we're getting ready to tool up. Um, but we actually, when we first started, we did a bunch of pre-orders and sometimes we miss that mark by a lot more than we should have. And I actually ended up starting a trucking company to kind of compensate for that. And we ended up just driving everything to people's houses and we still do that now. So we have a program we call the white glove delivery service where we can more or less drive to your location from Montana since we are kind of in the middle of nowhere and do the install and delivery in person on people's trucks. How rad is that? Yeah, that is cool. How much tweaking is necessary on the frame structure to get it onto the bed. I'm guessing little, if at all. They're, they're truck specific. So, I know they're truck they're, specific, but I, here, here's why I ask. I, I one time bought a, a cage for my Rhino, right? My, my side-by-side. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful arched um, uh, uh, cage that I had made, and it was just, it was gorgeous. And I, Was it uh, one of those Australian rhinos? No, got, no, Australian rhinos, <laughs> exactly. African rhino? Call back to another uh, episode. Um, made out in uh, Paris, California. Got it home, and it took six guys and a ton of ratchet straps to get that sucker to go on because it was all tweaked and contorted to try and get that on. And I've also had some uh, some some systems where I've helped guys try to get it on their bed, and they're all tweaked and contorted. Like, how much uh, contortion do so I we're, need? <laughs> good, we're, good words, we're Lightning. Able, I know. We're basically able to get every frame that we build after powder coat and for final assembly within about an eighth of an inch tolerance. 
and super, super flat, probably plus or minus the 16th along the length of the frame. So there is actually no fitting required. We have enough tolerance in the uh, steel mounting infrastructure that ties to the truck bed, whether it's to the Tacoma track system or a more traditional steel welded bed clamp that now that we have a crane on our delivery truck, it makes it super, super easy. Install takes about 20 minutes. Nice. See? Poorly asked, but, <laughs> but great answer. Well, yeah, once again, Graham, <laughs> Graham saved the day yes, with the uh, the host of the Truck Show podcast. Yep. He had bifocals on. He was able to read my uh, my question properly, yep. in and out of focus. Oh, he know he had one of those uh, iPhone translators, and as he's hearing, it's coming out with like real English. <laughs> Love it. He's uh, like, I will never do this show again. English is not our strong point, as it turns out. It's also our primary language. Thank but... God we don't do a podcast. Oh man, wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> yeah, probably the world's worst podcast. Oh, oh wait. wait. <laughs> Damn it. All right, so uh, scrolling through your Instagram, one of the things that caught mm-hmm. my eye is there is a Jeep Wrangler JK that has yep. one of your tents on it. And yeah, I happen to be a Jeep guy. Box. Is this where you ask for free product? Just hold your oh, horses. Oh, no, 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 no. What makes you think I'm asking on the show? That happened weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. No, the point, the point is for those Jeep guys out there who want to be like the, the Forerunner guys, there's guys like us, like me, not like you, like me. Yeah? I want to drive fast. I don't want to He's already do got the camp. C10. I've already got that covered. All right, well. Graham and I are broing out. Yeah, right? well, oh, yeah. I want to figure out if there's a way to mount it on a Jeep so I can have the same fun as the pickup guys. So absolutely, we're coming out with a Jeep-specific mounting kit. We have it more or less fully designed for the JK, and we're working on the JL system right now. But and it's only a six, it's only a six-year wait, Holman. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, just a couple of weeks. For uh, that, for I just product. I'll just call him up and be like, yeah. "Hey, I can put you put me in front of the line there." No, yeah. Yeah. don't no. do that, please, Graham. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to pull up with a go-fast camper on uh, on my vehicle, and you're going to be jealous. Yeah? Yeah. You're going to make me sleep in uh, what in the front seat while you're up top? No, you're Mr. I want to sleep on the, the ground in the tent, so next time we go out to not uh, if the you desert. Have a, no, not if you have a go-fast camper. I'm, I'm not s- sleeping with you I'm, in the same room. Yeah, yeah, we're spooning. Okay, no, then we're opposite. Your head's on one end. No, your head's wait. on the wedged end, no. and mine's on the other end. No. Okay, let me no say way. one more cool thing is because this thing is 90 inches long yeah. inside, mm-hmm. a person of your height, or mine, mm-hmm. can sleep comfortably with your head at the other end yeah. and your feet without touching it, and then you put all your bags and stuff on the thing. You don't have to, you know, in a tent, they're not usually long enough, and you're, like, shoving your bags or using one yeah, as a pillow, I know, you got, I like, a boot in your the, ear. The, the smells that come out of your body, yeah. I don't want that near my face. <laughs> well, so. That's the price of admission, my friend. <laughs> Cost of <laughs> doing business. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Grandma, you, we didn't mean it to, uh, to go there. Just stand by. Just stand by. <laughs> hey, this door's still shut in here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, oh. Graham, we appreciate you coming on the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> went a little sideways at the end there. Uh, uh, I saw some people had mounted uh, fans on the top of the roof. Was that for the <laughs> for sorry, Holman? flatulence uh, Probably people? Probably for Holman. <laughs> Just for Holman. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the new Holman option. <laughs> oh, All right, well, we are big fans of Go Fast Campers. If you want to check them out, gofastcampers.com and Rad Instagram. The photography is great. There's a lot of different vehicles. GFC underscore USA. Um, dude, you guys are killing it right now. And I'm, I'm super stoked that uh, we had a chance to connect and, and talk some more because uh, I've, I've been uh, I've been fanning out ever since uh, met you at Overland you Expo. Actually, were, he was on the way here to record the podcast. He was fanboying. My Straight up. <laughs> it's just it's my aesthetic and it's like the, the problems that I want to solve. He did it already. And that just makes my life way easier. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Do well, you appreciate feel... the kind words, and thanks for having me on the show, guys. Do you feel jealous at all, Holman, that he solved them and you didn't? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I'm too busy to solve you're... problems. No, you're too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that too. Yeah. All right, Graham, well, you're the best. Thank you for uh, carving out some time for us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. <laughs> all right, you brother. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Congrats on the success. Right. Appreciate it. See all right. All right. Bye. Bye. Holman, I wonder what it feels like to offer a quality product to your customers, unlike us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well... I think those were uh, two pretty good interviews, though. Do you now? Guys, I seen the suckage meter. No. You pinned the needle on this episode. (laughs) No way. You don't think so? No way. You don't think we pinned it? Listen to what we've done here. Mm. We have honored the spirit of Made in America... And we've had two great entrepreneurs from this fine country who manufacture their products in the good old U.S. of A. Yeah, but we, you and I, we drag them into the gutter. We kind of <laughs> did, actually. <laughs> All right, what's new in trucks? What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Oh, that, that was, was cool. that was as good yeah, as we've yeah. done in a long time. That's nice. That was what really was good. this? You had the uh, the blade, a like a, was it a blade? No, that wasn't a dab. Well, it, was it was a only, sitting it was, dab. Well, it was your right arm. Your left arm didn't do anything. Right. I was parallel to the ground when I did that. Your right arm yeah. was like a knife, like cutting through the air. Oh, right well, when you went, the, uh, it was like whew. fine. We'll go with the blade. It was good. I just I had, it up. I had like a wisp of air just went by my uh, yeah. forehead. Just whew. that was my uh, my ninja. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Okay. What do you have? What is new in trucks? All right. So first of all. Turn up the phone there because I've got some great news that I'm going to tease for our next episode. Really? The I am- was not expecting a phone segment <laughs> nestled inside of what's new no, in trucks. No, no, no. It's just a video off my phone. Oh. Do you remember when we did uh, uh, Truck Trends Pickup Truck of the Year? And one of the trucks was the gnarly burnout I did with the Ford Tremor with the 7.3 gas engine. Mm-hmm. And Ford said, take that down because it's embargoed and right. we do not want to have that. Yes. Well, the embargo's lifted. Mm-hmm. The reviews- <laughs> Embargo. The reviews are out, and we'll, yeah. have, we'll have we'll do a truck review on that next time since this uh, episode. Well, we've be already long. done it. I mean, the cat's already out of the bag. No, no, no. We haven't talked about the tremor. Oh, I thought you were still talking about the burnout. No, 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 no. Yeah. But we've never played the burnout. So we didn't. I thought we did. No, we had. No, no, no. I had to pull could, it off oh, Instagram yeah, because right. Ford got mad at us. <laughs> and they said, uh, that's like the super gray area of no drive impression. So mm, I, see. I just play it for you now and yes. tease the fact that uh, if you go to fourwheeler.com or trucktrend.com, you can read all about it. But we'll do a truck review segment. Are I would ready? like a uh, double scoop of Bernie, please. Are you ready? Here and I don't mean Bernie Sanders. Yes. What's happening here in the video? It is roasting the crap out of the rear well, tires. It doesn't sound like it. It's quiet inside. This is kind of uneventful. Just listen to the 7.3. See a lot of tire smoke. Oh, that's a lot of tire smoke. <laughs> I'll post that up on There's our Instagram. no way they were happy with Ad that. Truck Show Podcast. Oh, uh, well, they, they weren't mad at the uh, yeah. the burnout. They were just mad that I, I posted it. Pre- yeah. Uh, but the, the real thing is, listen to how sweet that seven three. I mean, that's a that's a overhead cam. Yeah, big block. Yeah, that's nice. We have a tremor at work right now. Uh, it's got the uh, six seven in it, 
which I'm excited about, but the 7.3 would be fun to fun to tool around with. All right. One more. This is wide open throttle. Same, same truck, same engine. Yep. Go for it. No, I think it was a little bit higher. Oh, really? Diesel tops out at 98 or 99, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, so uh, I just figured people would want to hear the goodness that is the 7.3. Let's just, one more time. That's so sweet. That's uh, pedal to the metal, right? All the way to the wood? All the way. We'll talk about it more next time. All I can say is I still can't believe they make that truck. It's that good. Apparently they do. Yes, they do. They're going to offer that to people. Hey, did you hear? Uh, no, I didn't. Or I, is it I mean, did you see? I always forget. It's uh, here. Okay, good. I think it's here this time. Uh, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Recon Special Edition returns for 2020. The Recon Special Edition was out from when to when? Uh, it was a, a JK Special Edition package toward the end of the JK life, and then now it's coming back with the JL. It essentially takes a, uh, a Rubicon. Um, and you get a lot more standard equipment with it, things that are uh, optional on other Rubicons. So it's available with the 2-liter turbocharged i4 e-torque, 268 horsepower, 295 pound-feet of torque, 8-speed automatic, and uh, gets all the goodness of the Rubicon, like the 4-to-1 transfer case and the axles and lockers and all that kind of stuff. But what it adds is the LED off-road light package, the steel front rear bumpers, the heavy-duty rock rails. Also, the bumper has the uh, the hoop in it. And it adds... And uh, you also get a Jeep trail-rated kit that includes mm-hmm. uh, toe strap, D-ring, protective gloves, carrying bag with embroidered Jeep logo. And it adds... And it has uh, blacked-out wheels, a hood decal, a black grill. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it adds... Well, the 2020 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon Recon mm-hmm. uh, is available to order now. Starting price is 43380 for the two-door. And forty six eight eighty for the unlimited, oh. representing a price increase of uh, forty seven hundred and fifty five dollars, and a forty five hundred and sixty dollar over the Rubicon Rubicon Unlimited. Uh, but you're getting a lot more uh, of those options standard, and yeah. it's, it's kind of okay. Cool. That's not egregious. No, no, right. I, I think I think it's cool. You can sure. get a pretty nicely equipped Rubicon for under fifty. I know that sounds crazy, but that's the going rate for these things these right. days. Uh, so Tell me about the cool. uh, the diesel. Uh, love it. I know, but when can we get our hands on the uh, diesel? I think you are able to order them now. I don't know when they go into production. We'll have to figure it out. Can I get that package in a diesel? Nope. Only the oh, two-liter, four-cylinder. No. Yeah. That would be so cool. Would be cool. Okay. I'm a big fan of the diesel. It, it feels so, so much better than in, in the Ram. It just, the the way the Eco Diesel, there's almost no turbo lag. It's just a delight to drive. It's actually mm. pretty quick. A delight, he says. A delight. Okay. Uh, so kind of figuring out some more stuff about Toyota's plans of when the new Sequoia, Tundra, and Tacoma are all coming out. Super secret. We know we're pretty close. Uh, Toyota Sequoia production goes to San Antonio in 2022. So that says the next generation Sequoia will be, uh, well, I guess, 
couple years away now. Yeah. Um, all to- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Two years. Doing, doing my math. Uh, <laughs> wow. Brain surgeon over yeah. here. <laughs> Part of that is uh, Toyota will shift all Tacoma production to Mexico in 2021. Okay. Uh, to make room for the Sequoia. Not so much. Yeah. Not so much. Kind of no. sucks to see it leaving the U.S. Yep. Uh, all Tacomas for the U.S. will be built in Mexico. How's that but, uh, NAFTA replacement going? Yeah. Also yeah. tells you that uh, the Tacoma 2021. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Not on board. Uh, I mean, just eh. Well, yeah, I'd like. I'm going to reserve judgment because I am. So I am. I like Toyotas a lot. Yeah, I like Toyotas a lot. They are. Um, they haven't changed as quickly oh, as a I long time. You know, a very long time. But you just can't beat the quality. You just can't. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I saw at Shot Show under a tarp uh, because it was too early okay. uh, was Chevy and Realtree announced a uh, new Realtree edition. And uh, they've worked together before in the past, but it's a 2021 Chevy Silverado Realtree Edition, and you get some camo decals. Yeah, great. Move on. <laughs> but, I mean, you- it's, How much money are the Realtree people making out of licensing uh, uh, scrub brush? Well, and all, like, all the things is. that are like wood panel looking inside, you get Realtree camo. Yep. Um, it's actually the second collaboration with Realtree. The original version was uh, back in 2016. I would be curious how many of our listeners would pay extra money to have the real Realtree pattern. Uh, truck show at a uh, truck show podcast. <laughs> yes, truck show podcast yeah, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yes. So uh, most of the uh, the package includes cosmetic details. The Realtree edition comes standard with GM's 5.3 liter V8. Uh, also comes uh, with the six speed automatic, but you can always get the custom trail boss with the 6.2 V8. Uh, has a bunch of stickers. You get the hood, the end of the bed. Um, <laughs> has a bunch of stickers. Cabo-ish. Can't wait to pay more for those stickers. Yeah. I mean, sort of a little, I don't want to say disappointing, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, rumor has it that the 2021 Rivian R1T electric truck may, uh, may cost you less than originally planned. It's going to be like a hundred and change, wasn't it? Well, according to a Rivian, now we're looking at. I the just base remembered m- thinking that I can't afford it. Yeah, well, ever. well, the uh, the base model, the R one T, is supposed to start around sixty nine thousand, and that's before the federal and state tax incentives. Okay. So price still has yet to be announced, but it's not a hundred anymore. R one S will start around seventy two five. I mean, I mean, I guess it's it's Denali. Or you can get a tremor level. with a big old gas guzzling 7.3 overhead cam, big block. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, hmm. yeah, not not a fan. No, I don't know if I'm not a fan yet. I uh, I'm 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 ready to be swayed. So if you if it came down to Rivian versus Tesla, yeah, which one would you do? Ooh. If you really had the money, if you're really gonna do it. That's a tough one. I got to say that I'm going to do the Tesla. Is that because you already gave the money? No, it's not. Because uh, to me, if I'm going to go outrageous, I'm going to go outrageous. The Rivian looks very much like a truck. And like a- like, You just like want, you want it for the Radical, style. radicalness. And then you wrap it. You'd cover up that shiny stainless no. in a wrap. I wouldn't do that. No? Mm-mm. All right. Hell no. All right. And just wanted to remind our listeners about the- Four-Wheeler Adventure Expo, March 7th and 8th at the Orange County Fairgrounds in uh, Costa Mesa, California. Where uh, This is the one where you and I are supposed to be uh, podcasting, uh, right? Allegedly, we'll be there. Yeah. Well, why allegedly? We either are or we're not. I mean, there's emails going back and forth, and people keep asking, well, what do you guys need? And I'm like, we need a table. And we need a table. Four chairs. And we have all of our gear. And electricity. Yeah. Maybe a sign. We don't even need electricity, to be <laughs> honest. We can just do it handheld. And just stand there. No, but we want people <laughs> to find us. 
Uh, yeah. Well, it's not at night. Are we going to stand under a tree in the dark? Uh, no, it'll be, uh, well, I guess it's indoor-outdoor. There's going to be hundreds of off-road, overland, and adventure-kitted trucks, jeeps, vans, SUVs, and adventure motorcycles. This is more uh, more about the lifestyle that surrounds the truck, which is pretty cool. It's mm. not just like off-road expo in Pomona where it's all about truck and off-roading. This is sort of like all the things go- that go with it. So Now, you- can you can you bring your own vehicle or is yes. this only? Yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, so you can register on the, uh, on the site here. So check out Camping, Moto, Outdoor, Active Lifestyle. Off-road gear, equipment, live music, craft beer garden, mountain and e-bike demos, adventure Dude, film we series. totally do our podcasting. On e-bikes. On e-bikes in the craft <laughs> beer area. I like that. <laughs> yes. I like that. Uh, and there'll be educational seminars. There'll be awards for uh, show and shine and uh, yeah, just all sorts of stuff. So you can pre-register through Friday, March 6th online for 65 bucks. Or on site for eighty. Registration includes moto or vehicle, driver and passenger for the weekend. Space is limited. Be sure to register for your spot today. So uh, show hours will be Saturday, March seventh, from nine to seven, and Sunday, March eighth, from nine to four. That's again at the Orange County Fairgrounds, which yeah. is a great, great venue. Plenty of parking uh, and camping will also be available. When we leave, can we? Uh, we should. Here's what should we, we do. camp there? No. Here's what we, we should, should do. podcast in the middle of the night like we normally do. We should podcast. <laughs> Yes. And then afterwards, we should have a meetup across the street at Goat Hill Tavern. Oh, I love Goat Hill. Mm-hmm. Or we could just meet up at the craft beer oh, garden. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. And then never leave the site. No, that'd be perfect. You guys need to leave. You can't stay here, but you you don't have to. What you is it? Go, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Is. Well, uh, if you decide to come see Lightning and I, we guarantee you. We will have T-shirts for uh, our listeners and stickers. Yeah, we do have T-shirts. I, we do. We so do. that'll be a draw. That's crazy. You like that? Yeah. You like how I just slid that in there? Well, you I, weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting. I it. I need him out of my garage. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> wait, listen. We do. We have enough for. Uh, dare I say more than hundred hundred people? Okay. So first hundred people who have the right body shape for the number of <laughs> sizes that we have. <laughs> they have no idea what that shape uh, is. Yeah, just come right, on down. Uh, yeah, just uh, anywhere uh, medium through triple uh, X. If you're humanoid, come on down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to meet you guys. We'll uh, we'll do pictures and uh, maybe get you on the show. Yes, that would be uh, that would be dandy, as they say. All right. Well, I was going to do uh, inbox, but uh, this has been a pretty long show. Yeah. I so, think we just uh, so we'll call save it, it for next time. Yeah. I think uh, why uh, overstay our welcome is what I like to say. Well, we sort of do that every week, uh, but people Black can turn King. us off. What is wrong with you? Yeah, there's a lot wrong well, with me. Yeah, there's sorry. more than one thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if we're going to run uh, to the end of the show here, we have to remind our friends to uh, check out Mike Finnegan's uh, Faster with Finnegan, his new TV show on Motor Trend On Demand. Watched it. Did you like it? I did. It was great. Pretty cool, he huh? did a really nice job. And there's a killer deal going on and right unlike now. Unlike his YouTube channel, I could hear every word he said. <laughs> yeah, yes, pro- it's it amazing what professional uh, audio people will yes. do. Yes. Uh, I watched uh, episode zero, which was a teaser, and uh-huh. episode one and two, and they were both outstanding. He's really good. Yeah, no, they're awesome. And I saw him without a hat on. He, he, Is that dude, weird? He's always wearing his yeah, FSM always hat, has, right? Yeah, always has nope. hat. At one point, he took off a... Dude, so here's what I liked about it. He, in episode two, he raced against Cletus McFarlane. And everybody, <laughs> you should know Cletus McFarlane sure. because he has a gazillion YouTube subscribers. And that was pretty entertaining. He uh, supercharged a car that shouldn't be supercharged. Yep. And he raced against the uh, the Dragoir. Yeah. And he was not expecting it. And I think that the producers did a pretty nice job of surprising him. Nice. So he raced against a car that he helped build. Build, right. Yes. Exactly. So you should watch that. It's yeah. called, uh, what is it called? Finnegan's? Fa- Faster with Finnegan. Faster with Finnegan yeah. on the Motor uh, Trend uh, On Demand or yeah. app or whatever. Hopefully we can get Mike back on. There's some uh, cool truck stuff coming up in some Hopefully. future episodes. <laughs> I mean, we can call him. Yeah. But we should probably set it up with him first. Yeah, we should. Because he, <laughs> otherwise he won't pick up. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no chance. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that was, that was, I like that show. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, we need uh, some email from you guys. If you uh, if you would bless us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget to hit us up on our socials at Truck Show Podcast or hit us up on email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. We'd love hearing from you guys. And uh, thanks to our new sponsor, Nova. That's right, dude. No more wondering what caused that check engine light. Go to Innova.com, I-N-N-O-V-A, Innova.com, and buy yourself one of the most easy-to-use scan tools available on the planet. Oh, and by the way, it'll tell you how to fix it. Yeah, oh, that's right. You gotta love that, right? Yes, they've got some cool videos that'll walk you through. It's really, really kind of neat. So, welcome to the show, Innova. Appreciate you guys coming on board. And, uh, of course, we couldn't be doing what we're doing without Nissan. And uh, NissanUSA.com. Check out the brand new Titan for 2020. New interior, zero gravity seats, a great sound system, Platinum Reserve, Pro 4X, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Also, your lineup of uh, NV vans and the uh, awesome little Frontier. Of course, we... Uh, would be remiss if we didn't bring up our friends over at Decked. Decked is so. Here's what Decked is. Decked is. We always say the word storage solution, yes. but I think that sounds too fancy. Sliding cargo drawers. It's a sliding cargo drawers that are designed better than any you could make yourself out of plywood. Let's put it that way. And they have Texas ball bearings. Yes, they do. Super buttery smooth. Which remember when Gail Banks is like, he's like, just you guys said buttery smooth Texas ball bearings. <laughs> I'm in. So you can. Here's the thing. You got the drawer system. You could roll your quad. Up on top. You can put 2,000 pounds on top of this uh, deck system. And still open the drawers. Super, super easy to open the drawers. Yep, with all that weight on top. All right, well, uh, thank you to everybody for your support. Please go over to uh, Apple iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. Please give us a five-star review. Subscribe, share, tell your friends. And, of course, we're available in about 30 other places. So wherever you are, please uh, please share it with your people. And for those of you who can't make it to the Four-Wheeler Adventure Expo, store.motortrend.com and get your uh, truck show podcast swag right there. I wonder if they're selling. Do we have any idea? I have no idea. Hmm. Do we get a commission? Uh, we definitely don't get a commission. Okay. <laughs> then we should definitely give them out for free at the, uh, uh, at the, the show. At the four-wheeler adventure expo? Yeah. Well, but if you can, if you're some, in some other state, you can't get to us, I guess it would make sense to buy one. Yeah. Because we're cool guys. Yeah. Store.motortrend.com. Support, yeah. support the people you love. Appreciate that. We love you. You can believe 106 episodes. Dude, seriously. It's freaky. Um, does it feel like 106? I cannot believe you've lasted this long. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs>